look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania, where it's blustery cold. But you didn't you didn't tune in for our weather report. Yeah, no, weather storm warning. Today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, um, New York City under uh, under some snow. Uh, that area, the five boroughs, under snow. It's uh, you know it's it's just uh, odd here and uh, for this time of year, not unheard of, but certainly odd. Folks, we broadcast live every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday. 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. That's our flagship network where uh, Russ Dizdar precedes us, and uh, Dave Hodges has a, a Sunday night show. It's a fantastic network. We're, we also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, you can watch us live and by archive on our YouTube channel. Just go to HagmanandHagman.com, and, and there, all the links are right there uh, to each audio and video broadcasting venue. And there you have it. So don't, don't forget, folks, we do have two different websites, HagmanandHagman.com. I'll show images or, or I'll show uh, information and uh, live show and HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com. That's for the articles, the information, news analysis, things that uh, Steve Quell has been talking about for two decades now, three decades perhaps. Um, it, it's, it's there for you. And of course, uh, um, that's, uh, you just, book, just bookmark both, folks. I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with fellow investigator, researcher, and most importantly, my son, Joe Hagman. Together, we are what I like to call the Hagman Hagman Report, America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. In my opinion, we dig deep in the topics that the corporate mass media won't. we got a very special uh, show for you free lined up tonight. Now, uh, here's how, earlier this, earlier this week, in fact, I think it was over the weekend, uh, Steve and I were talking, Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com, we were talking about something, and we we're talking about the need to change our thinking when it comes to preparations. Because right now, everyone is 
well, no one seems to be your friend, right? I mean, I mean think about this. Uh, Ten years ago, a decade ago, we had See Something, Say Something, and that, that really was ingrained, engraved into the digital hard drives or brains, basically. If we, are to, if we see something odd, we were to say something. Well, you know, in theory, in theory, I suppose, uh, when you're looking at a, an enemy within, that's a good thing. However, what the government has done and what the Tavistockian and Orwellian mind people have done is extend that to people who are preparing and who are attempting to be self-sufficient. Joe, we've seen this in our town. We've seen this in our travels where people like us and people like Steve Quayle, people, the truth tellers, are now enemies of the government and under surveillance. And we have folks, let me tell you something. You think that it's, it's it, do not think for one moment that that's all hype, that uh, there's no harassment out there by government. There's no uh, uh, issues because there is. And uh, as we see the world descending into chaos, as we see that whole process accelerating, this is only going to get worse. And even Clinton, Bubba, um, the uh, Monica um, uh, compadre there, Monica Lewinsky's uh, beau, but Bill Clinton, he, even he stated that the world is coming apart at the seams. So yeah, for him to say that, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is this. We have Steve Quayle on, and he's going to be bringing on uh, a couple of guests tonight. The first guest is Ryan, Ryan Whitmer, and I apologize for my stuttering. And, uh, you know, he's with newmana.com, and uh, we're going to be talking about Preparedness and all the links are in our show descriptions and on our show page to both stevequail.com and all of our guests. So we're going to be talking about uh, general preparedness tactics because we have to change our tactics. We've got to change our tactics. We we must because if we don't, we are going to be eaten up by the by the enemy that is beside us, around us, behind us. The enemy you think is your friend. And folks, please understand that trust is a two way. Well, tr- tr- trust should not be. Be careful who you trust. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Be careful who you trust. Joe, go ahead. Let's bring on our guest tonight. Yeah, we have a great show planned for you tonight. Title of the show, Tactical Preparations. We Again, we have with us Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. I'm going to turn it over to him and let let us get started with our show tonight. Well, good evening, everyone, on this Friday. Doug, Joe, uh, I'm excited to talk about tactical preparation because things have changed. Now, as one of the original founders of, quote, the preparedness slash survival movement, uh, self-reliant movement, and that's really what it was, self-reliance, I want to first out start out with the hypocrisy of how the average American thinks. From the beginning, and I'm not saying life insurance is bad, life insurance, I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E, but something has to happen bad in order for you to collect. In other words, the death of a loved one. Now, what's interesting, and, and as we're sitting here talking and, and you know, pondering uh, the tactical preparedness stuff of the past couple hours, you know, Doug and, and, and Joe and Ryan, here's a great question. What do you do when everything and everyone you've taken for granted is no longer there or is taken away? Because, look, I get emails day in and day out. Will they take away my gold? No, it's about your life. Are they coming to take away my guns? No, it's about coming to blow you away. Are they coming 
to, uh, uh, you know, take my house and foreclose my mortgage. No, they're coming to steal your house and, again, move you into a prison camp at best and basically do away with you at worst. So the thing is, is I think that Gary Haven's name for his uh, upcoming movie uh, out on the 1st of May, Amerageddon, is really an appropriate one. It's, it's important to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that it's so critical that if you do not believe your life is worth, how should I say this, being a wise man or a prudent man who foresees evil and hiding yourself from it, but a simple man passes on and is punished, Doug put that up, Proverbs 22.3, then why do you think the smartest man in the world would write something like this at his time, King Solomon? I think the the issue tonight is let's forget all the Bravo Sierra. Let's forget all the bovine laundry. If you don't know what that is, uh, pray about it. I, you know, I, I'm, I think, Doug, one of the tragedies of talk radio since I've been on it is the fact that people will get more offended over a word than they will of the slaughter of the innocents. Now, I asked Ryan to come on tonight, you know, because we're, we're not, I, by the way, Ryan's worked for me off and on for 10 years. I know him. Actually, I've known him since he's a, a small child. He used to do a Bible study at his parents' house, and he used to sit on my lap. Well, guess what? Uh, that, that, that day is gone, and he's grown up to be a, uh, you know, a pretty amazing young man. So I asked Ryan, I said, Ryan, look, you've been in the survival business with me. You've been off and on working for me over the years. I said, I want you to come on tonight and tell the people the questions or the statements that people are making you. By the way, Doug, even though Ryan hasn't worked for me for a couple of years, people still call him at all hours of the night that he established relationships with over the years asking what's going on and asking for his opinion. So he's a pretty well-informed guy, but he knows the fit, uh, food business backwards and forwards. And believe it or not, it, there's a lot of stuff we've got to cover because if people People don't get the fact that we're experiencing drought, weather manipulation, geoengineering, shifting in uh, underground aquifers, lakes disappearing overnight. Uh, you know, I, I think that everything, again, that we've taken for granted, the blessings that God has bestowed upon us, are soon to be taken away. And unfortunately, most people don't get it. Now, if you're not one of the people that believes that prepping is biblical, turn this off. Really, seriously, go watch Dancing with the Stars. Shooting the stars, uh, you know, uh, uh, do whatever you do on whatever night this is Friday. So you, this really isn't a show for you. But Ryan, you know, as you're talking to people, what's the what? What are some of the issues they're asking you about? I mean, you know, it's not just geez, buy this food, buy that food. But what are they talking to you about? Go ahead. You know, and this did. This started in 2011 when we got in the food business for the second time. And with Fukushima and all the nuclear contamination, I think there's a there's a growing fear in everybody's heart and for their family on what they're going to eat, what they're going to be able to get um, with all the ke chemical contamination now. Um, I guess I'm just seeing an urgency in everybody's phone calls, and they are. I get phone calls at 3 in the morning from guys that can't sleep because they're wondering how they're going to feed their kids and their wives and provide from them as the, as the man of the family. Um, and, the, and that's the number one thing, is how being prepared so you can be there for your family and provide food for them. Because it is going to be an issue, and I think we've all seen it at this point, and it's getting worse. 
Um, the government and the way they're controlling the weather patterns and the growing seasons and everything, we're going to see a shortage of food. And we all see the pricing going up. We've seen it in Canada. Um, people can't even afford to provide for their family. And there was a sign that, you know, Steve, you sent me on an email of this woman standing there with her two kids, and she said, I can't afford $2,000 a month to feed my family. That's real. You know, and, and let me just, again, step in here. I remember, Ryan, when we were in the food business, you you remember what a person could buy, uh, you know, a four-person uh, unit for uh, to feed their family. And since that day, uh, you know, three, four years ago, actually maybe five years ago, the food prices are doubling. And I, I don't think people understand this. And and we're, we're seeing people now forced into, let's say, this lifestyles of absolute the necessity to, to feed their family, even going in, breaking and entering isn't about jewelry anymore. I put up a story today. Breaking and entering is about stealing food. When people get hungry, uh, let's just say this, it does something to your head. Obviously, that's why you're starved into submission in a prison camp. But I think what's a tragedy in, in the past, you know, 35 years as I look over it, there was a time when you could be almost assured, given the country then, that there would be some level of uh, civil obedience or at least uh, human kindness when things were going as everyone thought. We'd all stand together. We'd be fighting against the Russians, the Chinese, an invasion from this, an invasion for that. But now, as Doug put in his article, Tactical Preparations for Christians Today, uh, the immediate need to change our thinking for the days ahead, that is critical. Do you believe, if, if, I, if I were to say this, five years ago, on a scale of one to ten, uh, what was the level of concern then? And now, if you're getting calls at three o'clock, share the psychology of the people calling in because again it's obviously panic but go beyond that you know it is panic now steve before it was a uh, curiosity and they just you know they wanted to be prepared but it wasn't the urgency that i'm hearing and seeing in their voices and everything now now they're actually fearing for their family and how they're going to provide um you know we've been so blessed and i'm glad that you looked into it and now partnering with numana making our new food line it's the best we've ever seen I, I mean it was it was way less expensive before but the product that we have now being organic and GMO free now we're offering an incredible line that people can actually keep their family alive with and, and they'll have it for 25 years plus Explain, explain empty calories. Uh, this is something that's interesting, Doug, and this is really interesting, Joe. The average person, especially a man under stress, uh, explain the difference, Ryan, because obviously there are a lot of food programs out there that are claiming that, you know, you get so many servings, blah, blah, blah. Explain the yeah. difference between uh, Numana's calorie count versus everyone else's, because this is the thing that I was always concerned about, is that, you know, you 
can make all claims, you know, but a grown man can't live on a 275 calorie meal of noodles, gravy, and maybe a microscopic portion of meat. Share the difference yeah. and share when you went into investigating them because this is critical. It's stupid to throw money away on something that isn't going to keep you alive. If you're going to buy prep stuff and, and prepare for your family as a life insurance policy, then you need to understand the basis of calories and nutrition. Please go ahead. And, you know, and I have tried all these lines that we have now, so I know firsthand what the meat looks like, which is an extremely large portion of protein. Um, when you're talking empty calories, some of the other lines we've seen and a lot of the other lines that are out there, they offer sugars, they offer tang. Um, there's no calories, there's no protein, there's nothing in there to keep your body going and keep you alive. In a state of an emergency, if we're actually in a cold climate or if we have to hike to stay alive, you need the calories and you need the protein. A lot of these other food companies, they're offering like 2,000 calories a day. If you're exerting energy, you're going to burn through those in no time. So a lot of these, and what I've seen with their product lines, they're offering enough calories. If you sit on the couch, you're going to survive. But that's not the case in an emergency, and that's not going to be the case of what we're going to see in the, any day coming. Um, with our packages, we're offering 4,000 to 4,500 calories a day per person. So with that, you can, you can live and you can sustain and you can, I mean, share with your family. That is the difference with ours. We are giving you more product with our meats and chicken and our meals. That's real, that's real protein and real calories. The other companies are not offering that. Right. So basically, you know, Doug, I, years ago, and I, I don't have my charts or graphs handy. Good night. I couldn't find those in my, my uh, file cabinets because I shredded everything in my file cabinets. But I used to go through and take all of the different calories. And I used to, you know, uh, have a, a real nutritionist, a health-conscious nutritionist look it over. And the thing that was interesting is when we talk about empty calories, we're talking about stuff that obviously is a calorie, but it attacks your immune system, obviously Sugar is one of those things. So when when I decided that, look, I'm getting too many calls, I'm seeing too many people buy buckets of, uh, of this or that, and then they're saying, but how can I live on, and seriously, one company, uh, if you ate three of their packets, which is a complete uh, meal, uh, excuse me, three meals per day would be 900 calories. Well, that's really falling short. So the thing is, is one of the things we're going to talk about tonight, and this thing is, you know, the food is just part of it, but it's the important part. Uh, every day, Doug, I get more and more people saying, have you seen the price of, and I used to get these arrogant emails, but that's only in Canada. Oh, really? Have you noticed your potato chips? The bag is the same size, filled with air, but instead of having half a bag of chips, you got a quarter bag of chips at the bottom and it's five bucks the pricing is basically being used as economic camouflage to the lessening of product have you experienced that doug 
Yes, I'm sorry, okay. uh, Steve. Well, okay. you, you, we got there for a second here in, in terms of my audio. I didn't catch. Okay. I didn't catch that last. Okay. Well, here's here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, and because of the audio <laughs> issues tonight, I apologize if, for whatever's going on beyond our control. But one of the things that's really important is that I, I thought about this. Now, think along, everyone, with me. What about the term headline hardened? I get so many emails through a week, not daily, but the words that we take for granted, like how about the word collapse? Some guy said, well, this certain website's been used in that every year for the last seven years. Well, the last seven years may have been the seven years of plenty, and you're entering into the seven years of uh, a famine, just like in Joseph's day. But I think the problem is, is that most people, and I believe this, I believe the pleasure center of the brain has been, how should I say this, liquefied to the point of electronic uh, neural stimulation by everything in uh, subcarrier harmonics through this television. You remember when we talked about television? Not only you watching it, but it watching you and nobody believed it. And then the patents came out and Samsung said, if you're doing anything in front of our TVs, you better cover the TV. So in essence, everything that was conspiracy, in my opinion, of Big Brother and everything is now so blatant in your face. They don't don't care anymore. Starvation is a very real thing. During the Stalingrad, during even World War II in Europe, women would line up and they would line up, in essence, the only thing they had to offer, and this breaks my heart, to basically uh, get food to feed their family was to sell themselves on the streets. And unfortunately, that really took place. The rape of Stalingrad, all of the conquerors, and, and you know what, Doug, let's throw it for forward into the Middle East. Where are the, quote, professing churches in the world when the Christians are being slaughtered in Syria, when they're being cannibalized in Syria and other places? Even in Palmyra, they're finding women and children. Look at what's happening in Europe. Women and children are being raped, pillaged, plundered, and murdered. And the ban plays on. So the point is, in this country, we have been so blessed, yet this country is the one that's setting up temples to bail and everything. So here's the deal. The fact is there are food shortages. There's a reason why all the chemical additives are being placed in them. And there's also a reason why the Food and Drug Administration are linked together. Do you guys ever think of that? It's not the Food Administration or the Drug Administration. It's both. We're hearing day after day new revelations on vaccinations. And anybody that wants to put a movie out is silenced, threatened, or worse, murdered. So now we've got basically, we've got to prioritize and we've got to go tactical. Here's a little thing that I want everyone to do. Now, I'm going to give out Ryan's email right now. It's R-Y, Romeo uh, Yellow, R-Y, Whitmer, W-H-I-T-M-E-R, at Yahoo.com. R-Y, Whitmer, W-H-I-T-M-E-R, at Yahoo.com. And Ryan's probably the only guy I know that takes calls at 3 o'clock. I'm not giving out his phone number right now. <laughs> yeah, But the deal is, is that it's safe to say, Ryan, is it not, and then I'm turning it right back over to you, that the calls are more is, and this is my word, correct me if I'm wrong, you more than have the right to do that, that the calls are intensely increasing in desperation. That is completely correct. Over five years ago, and even over the last year, when I have still received phone calls, people are getting more panicked, and they're starting to see the reality of what is coming down the line and what we're going to see any day. 
Um, I do want to tell everybody, please, call my phone, the 406-581-0182. Once again, that's 406-581-0182, and that is on our websites as well. Um, but email me, please. Just email me your phone number. Um, and the best time that I can get a hold of you, and I will get back in touch with you. I know our phone lines, at least mine and my email, are going to be going off the hook. Um, I'm glad that we're able to tell everybody about the urgency of, of how fast this is all happening. Um, and everybody's well, lucky to have... Can I ask you a question, yeah, sir? I, okay, yeah. and Steve, uh, you know, I, I want to ask this because what I've been hearing, and I know Steve, you've reported on this before. Uh, uh, for example, we had ammunition shortages essentially caused in part by the government buying ammunition. Is that the case with um, uh, with with uh, long term storable food or survival of food at all? Is the government getting in there and buying up large quantities, maybe at the source, or is that not happening? Or oh, has that happened? Distributors, okay. When I was in the food business at the time that Ryan was there as my sales manager, the thing is, is that we would get calls from different distributors, even though they were, I guess you'd call them competitors, but they would say, you can't believe how big an order we just took. One company who I'm friends with the owner of, the, the different government agencies would fly in their airplanes and the vendor, they, they would be bought out of everything. Now, this isn't a scare tactic. I, I, over the years, Doug, here's the thing in every, every issue related to food. Once you control the source, you control the flow of that food outward. I, I, I get truckers emailing me daily, sometimes multiple times daily, telling me that their loads are virtually non-existent now, that people are fighting just to keep, they'll drive just for the gas in their vehicles or their, you know, 18-wheelers. But the thing that's most astonishing is the truckers that talk about all the secret underground uh, bunkers, if you will, deep underground military bases, the underground military highways that are multi-level and literally are like elevators, and they're going to all points across the country. And yet, yes, it's the same thing for uh, for what I would call pharmaceutical legal medical drugs. Uh, you know, there's plenty of illegal drugs, but the point is, is everything from anesthesiologists and necessity to put people under pain medication, uh, different antibiotics, the antibiotics of last resort, vancomycin being one of those. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, even saline, I have nurses, doctors, physicians, and the other day on drugs, they said the greatest is, uh, shortage, I think the United States is what, coming up to one million doctors short. Well, we saw that it's now to the point where people uh, are getting really upset because they can't even get, especially vets, if they go to um, for a medical emergency to a normal physician, it used to be the Veterans Administration would pay for that. It no longer is the case. So what we're seeing right now is a whole different uh, uh, world, and I think the, the point being is the shortages are only going to increase. Now, here's something. We're in a position to get as much of this new food out as possible. It is non-GMO, uh, about 
70% of it's organic. Their chicken and beef is hormone-free. That's a big deal in my world. And because of the panic that's already starting to uh, take place, and Ross Powell will be on in the next hour to talk about that, what's taking place in the paper money markets, the Federal Open uh, Market Committee, all of the you know shenanigans going on in Europe, the lies on all the economic indicators. But all that boils down to is higher prices. Now, Ryan, too, from as people call you from all over the country, are, are you getting, like I would say, geographical areas defined of shortages? For instance, it's no secret that the, the powers, the devils that are in Washington hate the South. Are you yeah. getting, have you been able to define the people calling in yet, or is it too early for that? No, more and more I do. I do see uh, Alabama. I get a ton of calls from Alabama, Arkansas, um, New Orleans, and then Texas. But like you're saying, a lot of these are southern states, and uh, those are the ones I see the most of. And, Steve, I think you said an important part that I just want to say again. Before people were waiting to order, we have the product, and it's an incredible product right now, ready to go on the shelves and we can ship within a week and a half, don't wait to order this. Because now it is going to yeah, be that's, a shortage. That's, Ryan, that's only under normal circumstances. And right. like, that's what we're trying right. to do is, is get that. So continue on. I mean, to interrupt you, but, you know, I mean, typically when you do a show like this and people start doing their homework and find out, hey, those guys are really telling like it is, when shortages arise is when everybody rushes to the gate at the same time. Continue on. Well, and I saw with our other food line as well, and that was even when there wasn't shortages, we had certain products we had to substitute in our packages because we couldn't get them anymore. And that was then. So at this point, we are going to have shortages, so it is imperative that people don't wait to order. They, they need to think for now and not be in a panic later when it's gone. Well, and, and at this point, you know, anything goes at any time. That's what I think people have got to understand, because anything goes at any time. By that definition, or forgive me, by that statement, it simply means this. We don't know what the event will be or necessarily when the event will be, but we do know this is becoming tougher and tougher. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my company started years ago, the process. A lot of people have medals that they've, they've held on to, gold and silver. If you want to trade your medals, we'll trade at the spot price for the day, lock you in. Because, again, it, it's food first. And, Doug, I'm on record. Anybody that has less than a $1,000 should not even be thinking about gold and silver. In that statement I just made, uh, Ryan set that program up for us a couple of years ago, and people took advantage of it. Because especially people with IRAs, Keos, and when Ross uh, Powell comes on the second hour, he'll show people that they can put put their money into food, but it's it's one of those things that we offer that everybody else doesn't, because here's the deal. Ryan, you know, I know, we know, and you're being told that the panic is building, and it's a different panic. Before it was preparation, now it's desperation. Do you want to go ahead and address that? Before it was preparation, now it's desperation. You know, and I think what we talked about the other day, is imperative that people, they're aware of this. And with the other company I worked with, 
It was in the building industry. Um, I've seen all sorts of, with the recessions and the depressions. Um, we talked the other day about the depression of 1929, and you had stated how that was a U.S. depression. And I think it was, well, it meant a lot to me that now the economists and the realists are stating how it's not going to be another depression. It's going to be a worldwide depression. So it's not going to just be in the U.S. It, is, it will be worldwide. It'll be everywhere. So imagine we were short on food before. Imagine what it's going to be this time when it's worldwide. Well, and, and again, uh, the United Nations, Doug, just took over the seas. I don't think anybody realizes what that means. That means you'll have to have a United Nations permit to fish in the Everglades of Florida. That means you'll need a United Nations permit to go out on the three of the most famous trout fishing uh, rivers in the world, actually are in uh, Montana, the Gallatin, the Madison, the Yellowstone, well, I could go on and on, the Rosebud. It seems like every one of uh, the resources that used to be free to us are becoming more and more difficult. And I don't know, did you see that, Doug? Did you see that, Joe, with the United Nations? Is yes, taking, we did. Oh, okay. So, did any, and let me ask you this, and, and please, did you guys even put it into the framework of that means they'll control the food, whatever isn't oh. radiated? Food, uh, can they not control, will they not control the traffic as well uh, on, the, yeah. on the high seas? And then see, uh, we're, we're, we're to the point that, that, how do I say this? If you, the biggest news story out there right now is, is the U.S. and was on Drudge Day, the U.S. owes more money than we take in. Duh! You know, the United States does not have a 16, 18 billion dollar deficit. The United States has deficits in the trillions. And, and people say, I don't believe that. Well, you didn't believe it when I told you that the, uh, derivatives market was a quadrillion dollar, uh, you know, problem. And that was a little 10 years ago. So the thing is, is that everybody is scrambling. We're hearing that the wealthiest people in the world are leaving. They're headed to their bunkers. They're headed to their places in Montana, South America. They're headed all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, you know. And, and seriously, uh, uh, Ryan, it's not an understatement to say uh, Ryan was in the building business. And, you know, we have probably one of the uh, biggest uh, enclaves of the richest people in the world down the Gallon Canyon, do we not? We do, and then the thing has uh, surprised me is even the people that had millions lost it all. I had builders and clients that were literally multi-multi-millionaires, and they were going back to college, and that was just with the recession in 2007. So even though we have all this money in Montana, I've seen it go away within a year. In a year. You know, uh, can I say something? What's fascinating is this. Whatever scenarios out there, and, and, and I want everybody to do this tonight, okay? Just grab a calendar. You know, if you're on the, uh, you know, whatever, a calendar on the Internet or whatever, just 
print out a big calendar or if it's, you know, put into a spreadsheet for those of you. I'm still old-fashioned. I like to see a calendar, Doug, Joe, with the days of the week, the you know, like 1 through 31 uh, in the, of the month. And then I, I want you each to put in there if you were cut off. Now, seriously, if you were cut off from being able to go to the, you know, grocery store for whatever reason, EMP, blah, 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 blah. I mean, the reason is not the issue. How long could you last? Okay, so go into, let's say this, whatever, uh, today is April 8th. It seems like I don't know what day of the week it is lately. By the way, I apologize to everybody. When I put my Yellowstone uh, alert up there, somehow I put 616, and I, I don't know where that came from, uh, Six, I think June 6th or June something. That wasn't it. It was a couple days ago, so it's since been corrected, and I, I thank you, those of you who drew my attention to it. Uh, that was one of those nights, Doug, that turned into day, that turned into night, that's remain day, and I was, you know, trying to do the best I could, but anyway, I apologize for that, but we're, I want everyone to go and take a calendar, and then go to your cupboard, seriously, list how many, you know, cans of soup you got, how many this, how many that, uh, you know, uh, one of my listeners, Joy, has been emailing me for several years saying, Steve, here's what my butchers are telling me, here's what the supermarkets are telling me, here's what I'm being told, this, that, and the other place, and, and the same thing was happening from people all over the country. Please, ladies and gentlemen, just because you can walk into a Whole Foods in, in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, doesn't mean the rest of the world can. So what it's, what's happening is a systematic isolation of geographical spots in this country to deny them access to food. And that's what Ryan's trying to share with you. Now, Ryan, you take it, you go for as long as you want, and then give out your uh, email. We're asking people to email them tonight because, again, uh, people will hear this broadcast. It'll be recorded, and they'll hear it from all over. This primarily applies to the United States and Canada. There are too many restrictions unless you're buying a container load of food to ship it overseas. If you can handle that financially and with all the red tape, we'll take, the, we'll take care of that for you. But go ahead, Ryan. Just, you know, your, your, your closing thoughts, I'll go silent until you're ready to give it back to me. Okay, Steve, and I appreciate it. And Doug and Joe, thank you for having me on tonight. Um, appreciate the opportunity. And I just well, want everybody you. to realize this we have been in the business a long time. Steve has done this so many times. I've done sales for him. Um, this is, and I truly believe, and I know Steve does as well, this is the best product we've ever come out with. Um, in all the long-term storage industry, this is the highest calories, the most flavorful food, um, the protein, the real chicken, real beef. This is a great, great line. Um, I truly believe in it, and I just hope everybody doesn't wait order because it is going to be going and I'm ready for the phone calls but please email me so I do have your phone number um, it's easier for me to keep track of everything that way as well uh, my email again is rywhitmer w-h-i-t-m-e-r at yahoo.com and by all means call my cell phone 24 hours a day I'm always here um, and I would love to answer any questions you have and I'd love to help you Give us an email one more time, please, uh, Ryan. It's R Y Whitmer W H I T M E R at yahoo dot com. All right, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. And then you know, 
Go ahead. Steve, I'm sorry to interrupt. When you're still, once I get off, will you still remind them on the newmana.com forward slash quail? Yes, well, you just did. It's newmana, N-U-M-A-N-A, right? Double it. N-U-M-A-N-N-A dot com forward slash quail. Now, let's see if I can even spell my own name. <laughs> you know, it's one of those days. But the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, the best way to even get into this stuff, and, and look, what Ryan said is real. I have been approached, Doug, uh, for the record, I was one of the very first mountain house dealers in the United States. I was very one of the first Alpine Air dealers in the United States. You know, for five years, we, we went to number three, meaning as a manufacturer, a canner uh, in the United States, you know, a couple... Uh, uh, prior to Y2K. Now, obviously, that drove a lot of people, but can I say something? Y2K is child's play compared to this. So, ladies and gentlemen, your number one priority is food. Food first, food first, food first. Somebody said, well, don't forget water. Well, of course, water, but food, you know, it, it's water it should be dealt with the two, two ways, first and foremost. Identify the source and portable filtration. That's it. If those of you who live on a coast, the Gulf Coast, the Pacific Coast, the Atlantic, up in Newfoundland, any place, even up into the Gulf of Alaska, you should be looking into the handheld desalinators that I believe now Catadyne or Catadyne owns, K-A-T-A-D-Y-N. It used to be the old Pure Survivor 35, and if, it, if you've watched all the shows on TV, the time, the survival shows, the time it takes for them to build a fire, especially with the old rub two sticks together and, you know, blister your hands and finally figure out that if there's no dry kindling, you're toast. With the portable uh, desalinator, you know, you can do a gallon an hour. That sure beats, uh, you know, traipsing through the woods or better yet, being caught in a situation where you've got water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. So food first, food first, food first. First, if you do not, uh, you know, consider the food, after you take your little exercise, see how much you have. Please, for those of you that have some metals, if you want to sell a gold ounce, you want to sell silver, whatever you want to do, Ryan is more than capable of dealing that with that. So you can call him. To my knowledge, we're the only ones doing that, Doug, in the whole country. Interesting. Interesting. And, and yeah, you know, you mentioned something earlier and, and how important this is. Uh, food and water, and, and and folks, please understand what Steve Quayle said. Look, if you, if you if you have a limited budget or have less than a thousand dollars, gold silver might not be for you. Obviously, you want to have the food and, and uh, the uh, uh, that kind of stuff available to you. So, just so you know, and uh, Ryan, I just God bless you, man, and uh, th- thank yeah, you for, God bless for you all too. this information. All right, I appreciate Steve. your time. Oh man, Steve, thank no, you very it's, much. It's our pleasure. You're welcome, Ryan. Hey, Doug, look what we've got. We've got Venezuela. Let's just talk about Venezuela. I posted a YouTube video uh, that was sent to me, and there are food lines that go on for miles. The guy's filming from his car. Did you see that one? No, no. Yeah, miles. <laughs> I hope everyone's hearing me. Miles, multi-mile long food lines in Venezuela. They have run out of fuel. They have run out of water. They're, they've run out of electricity. They pretty well are living right now. See, it used to be people would write, like uh, Bill Fortunes, did, he did a beautiful book, you know, one second after. I think he's got a new one out one year after. But when you take, there's no buts. The books are great. When you can go on YouTube and watch people standing,
standing in line for eight hours at a time to basically go and guess, you know what happens when they get there? You probably can figure this one out. The shelves are bare or they're limited to. Uh, everyone gets to have, I think, a loaf of bread. And, I mean, there's a list on, on the Internet about what they can get. Okay, everybody who has basically kept their mouth silent when God bless this nation would not hold the political uh, rapists uh, to the line, especially the Republicans, which have turned out to be absolutely nothing more than whores for the Democrats. The, and those are my opinions, uh, you know, and, and I think now people can see that look at the uh, movement in this country. It's we, we, we have, for the first time in history, we have uh, people who have sworn for the United States to be destroyed, uh, leading the law enforcement community, the intelligence community, and the military. Uh, you're, we're talking about fundamental Islam. We're talking about now we've got a situation for the Republicans are basically giving over everything. Political correctness, and I want to share this with every single Christian or anyone who believes they are saved by the blood of Jesus. If you're just a political Christian where you want to go to church, uh, you know, uh, sing Kumbaya and go to pot uh, locks and good luck on that, you know, the churches will be empty. There will be no, there will be no luck in their pots, you know. The point being is that people have got to take personal accountability and responsibility. Venezuela is a basket case. So, you know, what, what I've learned, I've had, over the years, I've had some amazing, amazing uh, uh, sponsors. I've interviewed them. One of my favorite sponsors, and I, look, uh, this is kind of my, if you will, my soliloquy on preparation, okay? Because that's what we're trying to do. We're opening it up for questions in the third hour. Ross Powell will be on the next hour. But one of the things that is so telling to me is that there's some amazing stuff out there. Okay, I'll give you a good example. I have literally had testimonials of people who are on their deathbed, you know, when they started drinking, uh, uh, you know, inner health food, the, the inner food, uh, the, 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 if you will, cellular nutrition. Uh, Steve St. Clair has done an amazing job, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he put together a special for me, and it's Nutri-Cafe, it's great, and I'm not a coffee drinker, it's the Cocoa Mojo, which I inhale by the pounds in the inner food. The inner food is kind of like a green drink, and you've got to mix it with something because you just don't mix it in water and basically get a smile on your face. But that which tastes good can kill you. That which basically doesn't, and I'm, I'm not talking about the Cocoa Mojo, I'm talking about the inner food. I had a friend, and uh, uh, basically he was dying, got hit by a car, he was wasting away. They were giving him IVs until one of his friends brought him a bunch of inner food. And I've had him on the uh, radio years ago to give testimony along with others. So if you go on my website, steepwell.com, you go to the top manor, and they put together uh, you know, a, a special. You're going to have to use nutritional supplements, too, because the word fresh food will not exist. The freeze-drying and the dehydrating, you know, grains and beans, that's a different story. Uh, organic. There will no longer, Doug, and I would guess this, we're one year away from be having no organic food or produce available simply because 
the chemtrails, the geoengineering, the formulas are changing, and unless everything's grown in a greenhouse from heirloom seeds, the word, uh, you know, the word organic, the word uh, genetically modified free, GMO free, or glyphosate free, that's only, there's a time period on it. It's like tick-tock, tick-tock, and then tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. In essence, everything is speeding up. They want us dead. They want us dead. Here's the thing. Dead food, dead people. On a cellular uh, level, they want everybody who's not one of the Illuminati, uh, you know, or going into the New World Order, they've said it. You know, anybody who won't take the Luciferic initiation, hello, that means Lucifer is God, little g, isn't going in to the New World Order. And yet Christians will fight. You know this, Doug. You try and do a show on XYZ, first thing that happens is those who profess to believe in Jesus or those who are, are always willing to take on someone warning, you know, are, are, they go haywire because they won't provide for their own. Let's take on the false faith movement. There is no indication in the Old Testament or in the New where God didn't demand his people, his creation, to participate in not only his act of redemption, but in their act of war and and or in their act of preparing. Let's use the basic examples. I'm going to go through this fast just to take on the false faith movement. I can't tell you how many times people said, well, I just trust God. You're putting fear into the Christians because we all trust God and you're fearful. I said, okay, if that's the case, had Noah had your sniveling false religious attitude, you know, there would be no animals, not only would there be no animals, there'd be no people left. So was God bullying Noah to basically be a prepper? Then let's take the next example, Joseph. Pharaoh's warned in a dream. Pharaoh controlled all of Egypt, most of the world, and that part of the world at that time, that there's going to be seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. Guess what? And you can read this in, uh, you know, in, in the Bible, that after the people sold their cattle, after they sold all their goods, they sold them themselves. And that's what I was trying to get at. Okay, so we've got Joseph preparing. Where there is no case where God outside of manna, and even in the manna from heaven, there were requirements that people had to gather it themselves. They could only gather enough to eat, and if they tried to store more than they could eat, what happened? Well, it, it, it putrefied. God was teaching the children of Israel to rely on him. But now, modern-day America relies on everything else. Let's take Jesus. Let's take two New Testament examples. Jesus is basically the Son of God, and not basically, totally the Son of God, yet God could have provided for him and sent ravens. He did it to Elijah, which, by the way, is another act of preparation. But the three wise men, the magi, whatever you want to call them, they brought Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Most people don't know this. Jesus was told by the angel, and not Jesus only, but, but uh, Mary, his mother, and Joseph, her husband, to flee into Egypt until they were told to come back. What did they live on? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
I, I can, you know, everybody who's listening to the show should know the answer to this. Who was the first prepper in the New Testament that stood out against all others? And it was a little boy with the loaves of bread and the fishes whose mother had given him extra in case he delayed his coming. Boy, delaying his coming. That sounds like something else, like maybe the five wise virgin. Uh, doesn't it, doesn't it uh, speak then to that in the book of Acts? Let's go to the book of Acts. If it hadn't been for Paul's mercenary, uh, I'm sorry, missionary, maybe mercenary is a better word. I'm going to speak about a mercenary in a minute. His missionary journeys, he took, if you will, offerings from the Gentile Christians to keep the Jewish believers alive because they had sold all things in common and there was a great famine in the earth at that time. The prophets spoke about it. It's just the people of God got caught up in the moment and didn't believe it was important. It is not anti-biblical to love your family and prepare for them. Paul says this way, and I say it too, if any of those people come around me ever, and they say, just trust God, I say, well, fine, but please, don't hang around me because I want to be civil, I'm trying to love people, and you're making it very difficult for me not to say something that will obviously offend you and probably cause me to have to repent. I'm serious, Doug, we're talking about life and death. I'm talking about people that email me and again, after all these years of teaching preparation, speaking of preparation, look, I used to have guys on my radio show that would teach about how to raise goats, how to do this, how to, I don't know how to raise goats. I, I only know I deal with a lot of them that evidently goats can use email now. You know, the point is, oh, and by the way, I got an email the other day from, uh, who did I get it from? Oh, I got, I got, I got an email from Lucifer, and not obviously the real Luciferians. I got an email from Satan, and I got an email from the Antichrist. Isn't that interesting? I really do. These people think that's who they are. So yeah. saying that, ladies and gentlemen, I would say this. Remember the word cooperate. Cooperate means to uh, to operate alongside of. Doug and Joe Hagman cooperate with this bro broadcast. They work together. So when you're talking about needing food, needing uh, supplements, like, again, uh, you know, Steve St. Clair has been with me probably, I don't know, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, 10 or 15 years, and it's all USDA organic. If you don't do what you can do, then don't get mad at God when he says to you, why did you presume and never pray? And I think that's where a lot of people are, Doug, in this whole preparedness movement. Why do you presume and not prepare? Why do you presume and not pray? And again, we, you, know, you can quote the scripture, and now it's tactical. Tactical simply means this. You have to come up with tactics, a way of thinking, plans, uh, if you will, blueprints. You have to have uh, that stuff in place. And also, Doug, I'm praying, and I don't know how to implement this yet. I'm praying for the people that have the funds that, you know, to put a thing up on my website. I will not administer it. I, I found a long time ago, guess what my gift is in administration? Or if somebody wants to do it, and they're honest, and, and they're not in it for, quote, their glory, but God's, you know, I would like to just start collecting money, kind of, if you would, kind of like uh, what Franklin Graham does, a shepherd's purse, but there's a lot of single moms out there. There's a lot of widows. There's a lot of widowers. There's a lot of single fathers out there. And I'm praying that, 
you know, I mean, 500 bucks per person would do a lot to give them beans and uh, grain and some protein, you know, beans, rice, and protein, protein meaning canned meat or whatever, for those who can't afford. But for those of you that have put this off, that sit in front of a TV watching football, baseball, basketball, games, entertainment, and will not do anything to prepare, and then yell at your wives who are blessed in the Lord, they're praying, interceding women of God, I got news for you. I, I, I want to be gentle here, but I would pray that God would give you uh, a swift kick in the gluteus maximus to get you moving. And then it can be true of the other way, too. There are men who are pleading with their wives, and their wives basically want to do this, that, and the other thing, take the newest cruise, take the newest this, that, or the other thing, and their, and their husbands are going, we can't do both. If your life isn't the priority because Jesus Christ died for you as a Christian, if, the, if you cannot even begin to fathom that, you know, you will be accountable for the ultimate outcome of your family's safety and provision, if you will at least begin to make the first step, God will take the other steps and give you the strength. Amen. Amen, Absolutely. brother. So right. With that, we're up against the top of the hour break. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman Hagman Report on this Friday edition with our special guest, Steve Quayle, from stevequayle.com. And in the first hour, he was joined by... Uh, Ryan, Ryan Whitmer from uh, Newman, Newman, I'm sorry, uh, dot yeah. coms uh, forward slash quail. All the links are available off of hagmanhagman.com. Folks, visit stevequail.com, bookmark his site, and also check out the links in particular. Oh, Hitler rising. When we come back, we'll be joined by Ross Powell, Ross Survival Powell. 401k, Survival 401k, as well as Steve Quill. Uh, so stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood.
Welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. I'm Doug Hagman. With me is Joe Hagman. We are the Hagman Hagman Report, the father-son investigative reporting team, reporting what the news media does not. And uh, today, folks, the Baltic Dry Index closed up 3.4%, up 17 uh, upward tick today. This according to our resident Baltic Dry Index expert, uh, Larry M. from Santa Clarita. I want to say hello. Thank you for that. And for there is the- something going on here. He's, he writes, there's a story here. And uh, the upward upward uh, movements, indeed, a story about this. Uh, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, for those who haven't been paying attention, it dropped down to the the, uh, the high two hundreds uh, right. in within the last few months. It was down close to what two eighty or so. And it, it was bouncing back up. Well, you know, here to talk, comment on the issues about the economy is a gentleman Joe and I met in Dallas, Texas, and yeah. his name is Ross Powell. And folks. Take take the next hour here, and uh, we're going to be talking about the economy, but the economy as it is personal to you and me and all of us, because we're all in this together. If you're a Christian out there, you uh, you want to be a good steward. At least I do, and I'm sure everyone does. You work hard. I mean, goodness knows you, you work twenty four seven, or you just you, you work your your fingers, uh, you know, raw, and. Uh, y- you make money, and you want to retain it. In fact, we're commanded to be good stewards with what we do. Here to talk about this is Ross Powell from Survival 401k. That's Ross Powell from Survival401k.com. Now, bookmark that website. Get to know Mr. Powell, because he is an expert, in my opinion, and in others as well, a professional when it comes to being a good steward of of your money, the hard earned money that you've that you've made, Ross Powell, welcome to the program tonight, and thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And Steve Quayle is, by the way, Steve Quayle is going to be on here is on, I should say, SteveQuayle dot com. Sorry, I messed that all up, guys, but you know he, he's with us as well, and he's going to be uh, doing some of the questioning as well. So, Ross, thanks for for uh, your patience. Sure thing. Thanks, Joe and Doug. I appreciate uh, you having me on again, and. Also, it was great seeing you in Dallas. It was a great, it was a great honor to, to meet you guys in person. You've talked a lot. So, you've mentioned a lot of, you just mentioned the Baltic Dry Index, and it got a lot of, a lot of play in the months of end of January and February as it started to bottom out. And interesting enough, and not to put on the tinfoil hat, but interesting enough, after we started talking about it in, in February, and then I think we talked a lot about it in January, then it bottomed out in February, and then since not just this program, but many other programs, including the mainstream media, have started talking about the, the Baltic Dry Index being a, an indicator of our economy. It's suddenly gone from 293 to now, as today, it closed at 539, which is huge, almost doubled. And it's still way of like one, almost one-third of what it was back at the beginning of, of last year. So, however, just like everything else appears to be intervention within the markets, this one appears to me being intervention as well. Now, the Baltic Dry Index, as most people know, is, is for coal and bulk things like maybe perhaps wheat, uh, metal, steel, iron ore. It doesn't include oil. And so you have all of these, the shipping, and so there was an overbuilding of ships uh, because they thought the global economy was going to expand quickly. And so there are a lot of ships that were ordered three or four years ago that are just now coming online, and so that brought the index down. So now suddenly those ships are being filled when there's really not any active uh, economic activity to make that happen. So my guess is there could be this the uh, a little QE shipping going on 
uh, quantum easement of shipping going on just to make sure that the numbers start to rebound. So I'm, I'm not, the, I don't want to put any tinfoil hat on, but it just seems to be too, too coincidental that once the mainstream media picked up on it, that some of the number just reversed course and started skyrocketing. So it just, it just makes well, me ponder that. Thanks for addressing it. Yeah, Ross, I got to tell you, I, I got an email from someone who said, you know, I think your your program has its reach, and, and we know we've got a reach because we've we were hearing from all sorts of uh, uh, po- politicians actually, and political uh, people associated with politicians. And folks, you can read into that what you want, but saying, boy, you know, you're awful hard on so and so, or you're, you know, you're wrong on this or wrong on that. It's amazing the people who listen. So I, I wouldn't doubt that perhaps our discussion might, the shedding of the spotlight on this might affect the, uh, uh, the bottom line here. So, all right. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, Ross, again, it's, it's a pleasure having you on. Where is your spirit? taking you where are you being led what are you being led to at this moment to talk about because i do want to turn it over to you and uh we're dealing with a lot of christians out there who are very nervous today very worried very concerned prayerfully concerned that is so what, what's sure. the most important thing we should be looking at i think we need to talk about community and rem- the remnant being mustered by god uh, then i'll get into that towards the end of the hour but i wanted to share some of my own things, even before I knew that they were, we were going to talk about food in the first hour uh, with Ryan and Steve, because I did some research on China, and, and, and I had breakfast with a good friend of mine who's a, who's a Wall Street uh, stockbroker named uh, Barry uh, Stokely here in San Antonio, and he, he and I go through a lot of this. He's a really strong believer, and he leads people to be able to make money in the market, even though things shouldn't be that way, and he and I talk about hard assets. But he did a lot of a lot of work looking at the Chinese and what they're doing, and they had almost three trillion dollars of our of our debt up to a few years ago. And today, they only have one point one seven trillion dollars in American debt, and they have one point three trillion dollars in agricultural land in the United States. So he did some research, and he shared this with me over last two week Wednesdays ago, and is telling me that. Now China has more land that is under 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 uh, the has more agricultural land under their control than the U.S. Park Service does in 15 states, which means the Park Service has generally two percent or better. And in 14 states, they have more than two percent. In 14 states, they have equal to or just under two percent. And in 10 states, they have one percent of the agricultural land. So the Chinese know. That food is is job one. They have a bunch of people to feed. They they know that food is going through. You can and I'll, I'll preface this with Henry Kissinger saying in 1970 in the Nixon administration he said you control oil, you control nations, you control food, and you control the people. So at the end of the day, it's all about control. And I think we all feel a little bit more controlled lately with the surveillance state and the way the American government spies on us and wants to crack and open your Apple phone, and depending on where you stand on that, but the, the privacy issues are, are, are horrendous. So, if, if the Chinese, who have la- whose society and, and civilization has lasted the longest of anyone's, are focusing on food these days, then we probably should be doing the same thing. And so, Amen. another thing that, so at, at the same time, how many people in your listening audience know the Smithfield pork, the, the Smithfield hams, the Smithfield pork is owned by the Chinese? And they are exporting, exporter, the largest exporter of pork in the world. And guess where most of that pork is being exported to? 
Just uh-huh. take a wild guess. Gee whiz. Let me, let me think. Multiple choice question. Go ahead and answer it for, for me. Uh, so the correct answer is ding, 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 China. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, so, so they are exporting American pork to China, the largest exporters through Smithfield, the Smithfield Pork Company and hams. And I actually have several of those hams in my freezer that I just use because I always try to bulk up. So, and they also have, are buying agricultural land in 33 other nations. So what's, the scary about all is that they used $1.3 trillion of American debt that they own, treasuries and other uh, debt instruments, to buy all this land as security for buying this land. So this is a huge thing. So if the Chinese are buying up agricultural land and many billionaires are buying up agricultural land, they know that food is going to be the, 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 is the common denominator for everybody. If you don't eat, you don't, you don't live. I mean, you can live 40 days or better, but... Not not very well, as a matter of fact. So that you know, I got to tell you, Ross. We we had talked about just briefly hinted about this issue about uh, uh, other countries owning land here in the United States for agricultural purposes. Got an email saying, "Well, this doesn't make any sense because of the cost of shipping the food and what have you." Um, however, that's a normal paradigm that doesn't exist anymore. People have to change their thinking on what's going on because this is tied to the the, the debt, the um, the, the uh, incestuous relationship between the Chinese and the United States, right? I mean, that's what you're saying here. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, even if, they, if the Chinese own the pharma, they sell you the food, and whether it's GMO or otherwise, you still need to buy it, and they make a nice profit on it. So, right. again, there is commerce, and the, uh, the, the, the Chinese are not as big a communist as you may think they are. The, they are they're very much into making money and into uh, growing their economy. And and that's right. Ross, Ross, I, I didn't mean to interrupt again, but I find it really interesting. Steve Quell had talked about the the land grab by the Chinese a decade ago, and I remember vividly looking at his website, stevequell.com, and going and thinking, oh, uh, nah, you know, it can't be. And and here here we have that the, the stories of of the past now making headlines today. So I just want people to understand, you know, all of these warnings that you hear from from Steve Quell and you hear from Ross Powell. Take heed. You, folks, please understand, this is not some sort of, you know, voyeuristic, uh, uh, fear porn, doom porn, hey, let's all sell books, DVDs, and so, no, this is information that you need to know, and if you want to survive today, or if you, if you want to, if you want to look out for your children, and for the, the blessings God has given each and every one of us, we better, we better straighten up and listen to Steve Quayle and listen to Ross Powell and understand what they're saying because we have a duty, a God-given duty to be obedient. And I'm sorry, Ross, I don't mean to get on my soapbox, but thank you for, for mentioning this. Hey, Ross, too. Let me just yes, chime in here. China is making a major play for American farms and farmlands, and this is one of the many stories. Just go out and have people do an Internet search. By the way, I think the most critical thing people are losing track of, those trillions of dollars. Do you know what America pledged as collateral? Our national forests, our national rivers, lakes, and national parks. It's fascinating because obviously I flew over Yellowstone uh, yesterday, uh, checking out the you know the rumor stories, blah blah blah. But the point being is is that 
they own the national parks. So when people are going to what they consider the American heritage, their, their, their if you will, rights of ownership to the national treasures, they've all been hawked. So when the Chinese know, look, here's the thing. I remember the Chinese white papers. That's the rush, excuse me, the Chinese war planning, the equivalent of the Pentagon papers or the battle plan, whatever the official thing is. This wasn't war games. They said, if it is, it is about paraphrase. If it's necessary to kill 300 million Americans, some may call that a tragedy, or some may call it a war crime. To we Chinese, it's our manifest destiny. Have you ever heard that word before? And if we strike America in a nuclear war, and they strike us back, if we lose 500 million people, we have 800 million people, or double what they once had to come and occupy their lands, you know? So people, people, you know, when you see Chinese subs off the West Coast and everything, you know, that's one thing. But when you, and here's the other thing, and then I'm going to turn right back over to Ross. Guess who owns Walmart? You know, you don't need the Jeopardy tune playing in the background. And gee, you know, what are we seeing? Walmart turned, Walmart uh, stores and shopping centers and everything else turned, turned into. Well, I think everybody should understand that. Not only did we sell the Chinese the rope that we would hang ourselves with, we provided the retail base for them to build their war machine, and ultimately they are here. They're not leaving, and you know all they have to do, Ross? This is something everybody doesn't get. They can legally foreclose, have the U.N. back it up, because they own title to the country in almost every respect. And if anybody thinks this is all nonsense or fear porn, and by the way, when I hear the word fear porn, I'll go on record. Anybody that uses that is using a Tavistock Institute term, and they give themselves a way is already being programmed. I want you to know that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear someone say that, that is a Tavistockian term. In other words, that's a mind control term. It is a, a flashpoint. So China, what Russ just said, Russ just said about this is real. You can go look it up on the internet. I'm While you're talking, Ross, I'll continue to look for the actual amount, so continue on, sir. And I, and I have a slide. I sent it to Todd. I don't know if he can flash it up on the screen or not, Doug, but uh, there just it was from 2011, but it, it actually shows uh, the breakout of what percentages. And again, it's it's old, it's a little older, but it, it's only grown from there, so you get a feel for that. So, having said all that about China, the Chinese are are are, are growing, and so there's an economic. We've talked, I've talked many times about economic economic war between the United States and China, and it's in a war of attrition. So, as they continue to buy up our properties and then they steal our military secrets, some of them given to them by presidents and their wives, military secrets for uh, for certain aircraft and things, then we know that they're, we're bought and paid for. So at the end of the day, if the Chinese are buying food, and this, this is the salient point I want to get to, if the Chinese are buying arable land, food-bearing land, then we should be doing the same thing. But we can do it a lot, a lot more efficient than really large farms. People in their backyards can build hydroponics, aquaponics, uh, mitlidal type gardens, all kinds of things that can grow food for themselves if, up until the time where the government outlaws it. And in, and in World War II, actually gardens were celebrated with these victory gardens. However, now it was sort of being subjugation gardens because we don't want you to grow your own food. But let, let's get back to the economy in general. So, most recently you're looking at the stock market and, and in February it took a huge a huge dump, and it dropped a huge amount of points, and then it's rebounded significantly. 
again, another another point given to me about my my broker, Dar- Barry, friend. You, you can look every day on the stock market. And today was an exception, but almost every day last week and all of, almost all of March, you could look at the market and you could see it going down, and it was trending downward. But but magically at one thirty Eastern time every day the market rebounded and it always came over its negatives. So it, it, it came back being positive in, in 2016. S&P rebounded. All the stock markets regained all of that loss so that they could say, well, we'll see the market comes and goes. But what you don't know is that actually is Fed intervention. It's, it's, it's market makers, big banks, them intervening directly because it just, if you can, you just can't create a graph that just goes day after day after day, goes from bottoming out at 1.30 in the afternoon to directly going practically straight up, it just doesn't make any sense. In fact, there's been stories all over the Internet, Zero Hedge being one of them, that people just do their hands up. These guys are professional traders. They're going, what in the world is going on? So they actually created, I have some friends that created uh, strategies that they would they would uh, uh, buy in the morning and sell in the afternoon because they knew that was going to happen just at, at the point of uh, at 1.30 in the afternoon. So it's it's crazy. So, so why are they doing that? Because the economy is not growing. They were projecting 0.7 to 1% growth in the first quarter. They revised those figures to 0.1% for the first quarter. That means we are almost and we are heading for a, a recession, and people need to prepare for that. There are lots of layoffs. There are there are plenty of jobs. There's been lots of stories out on whether it's Drudge or CNBC or or, or CBS, wherever you want to look at. They're finding that there are a lot of jobs available, but they're all low-paying jobs. They're minimum wage to eight eight twenty-five, nine twenty-five jobs, which is you just can't feed a family on that. And that's why many states, including California, are adopting these fifteen-dollar an hour livable wage type of thing, which are killing small business. So people are not the jobs being created are not the ones that that replace the manufacturing jobs that have been lost that pay $25, $30, $40 an hour that all been moved overseas thanks to NAFTA and futurely is going to be TPP and others, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. That's going to cause jobs to go away. It's going to help It's going to help corporations and uh, the oligarchies that are now in play. So that's uh, another big piece of it. We also need to talk about the dollar. The dollar index is down to 94.19. That's driving some of the metals movement. Um, oil is going up because of the, the dollar going down. So here's here's the rub. At the end of the day, the Fed is intervening in all of our markets and probably the, the bulk to dry index of, of all things. You would never think QE would hit that, but I, I truly believe it is, so that they can create inflation, which will then give them a right, the reason to raise interest rates, which will then strengthen the dollar which will then make us the place to pour capital infusion. So they have to put all these pieces in place for more money to come in versus going overseas to the BRICS. And so there's been some leaks recently about documents in Panama, and it's funny that no Americans were ever on the, are not on that list, which is complete sophistry. We know there are the most richest nation in the world. We have no tax cheats in this country. We have no politicians or anybody actually not hiding their money overseas. We know that's complete Bravo Sierra, as Steve would say. So at the end of the day, we need to understand things are being manipulated to, to paint a picture that all is well, and it's, it makes me think of that one scene from Animal House back in the day where the riot is happening and this one poor cop played by uh, Kevin Bacon 
gets run over by the crowd saying there's no, nothing to worry about, all is calm. And so we have people running for the exits and folks knowing what's coming. They feel it in their spirit and, and they, they know it. I mean, I talk to people all day long. They said, I just feel it in my spirit that something is not right. I want to move my money out of the market. I want to get into hard assets. And their brokers say, well, you're making money. Look at all this money you're making. The market's going up. People want to get out of paper assets and into hard assets. And if the Chinese are doing it again, the Russians are doing it, all of our enemies are doing that, what makes us think that our paper assets are going to, are going to save us? So it's, it's, people need to wake up and see what's really happening. Because it, it, what it seems to be on, in, on, on the news is not really, really true. Steve, you have anything to add to that or any questions, Steve? Well, yeah, I think that, you know, obviously, Ross, you're dealing with it every day. I'm dealing with it every day, and we both have more and more sleepless nights. The thing that is hard for people to imagine is I would call it that we are – we watch the United States middle class be turned into basically serfs, okay? And, right. and we're coming into that neo-feudalism, neo which means basically you've got all these captains and kings of industry – We've got non-government organizations being the de facto government of the United States. When you talked about the Panamanian Papers, I, I, I got this feeling, no one's told me this, but with all the attack on Vladimir Putin, wait until he gives payback of the U.S. and all their Cayman accounts. And I think what people have got to understand, they don't understand the weight necessarily of what you just said. All of our senators, congressmen, Billionaires, politicians, presidents, and others have all their accounts all over. Isn't it fascinating? Do you represent the quote free uh, country? You, you see uh, leaders, uh, obviously Cameron of Britain. Everybody who's anybody has their money someplace else. I'm going to say that again. Anybody or anybody who's anybody or everybody who's anybody has their money placed other places. I received a call from a Cayman banker a number of years ago. I won't tell you the official, but you can probably guess who who received. He said, Steve, a certain man in your government received $1 billion from the king, $1 billion with a B, Ross, Doug, Joe, with the king of Saudi Arabia. I don't think people understand the amount of money that trans... And here's, here's the biggest deal. Every single asset, if you take the entire value of everything... My computer, your computer, your your savings, my savings, excuse me, everything, we owe way more debt than everything's worth. So what happens when foreclosure becomes a global mandate and the American people, it'll be too late, understand that even their mortgages, when they paid off their houses, you only have the right to own anything you're willing to die for. I'm sorry, but that's the bottom line to fight for. And, you know, when Nehemiah was building the wall, Doug, Ross, Joe, you know, he told the people, now take your trawl in your left hand, but hold your spear. In other words, while you're building, be prepared to fight. And fight for your little ones. Fight for your loved ones. Fight for your family. And you know what? Nobody, listen, the fight no longer remains. Even the U.S. military, I put up a story today of, uh, I think, Ray Starman. I don't know if you're listening, Ray. Well, great, great story about just how destroyed the U.S. military has been from within. And strangers from without will possess you from within. That's a curse in Deuteronomy. Saying that, Ross, share with the people what you do. Because a lot of people say, well, so what does Ross do? 
share what your services do and share how anyone with, uh, uh, you know, uh, the ability, desire that isn't comatose, I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but that wants to control their own financial destiny, walk us through a typical call. Sure, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, essentially, many people hear us on, on Hagman, and then they call it. In fact, Doug, it's, to tell you what our world reaches, I have customers in China now. I have somebody reaching me in Colombia, somebody from Mozambique, another person, another company, country from Africa. So people listen to you all over, from all over the world. Unfortunately, I can't help those far. I did help the person in China because he's an American citizen. However, what the average call is, people will call me and say, well, I have this much money in my retirement account, and I'm really afraid that it's going to be confiscated or I'm going to lose value, the market's going to pop. How can I fix that? And so I, I listen to their story and find out what their age is. There's a lot of things that go into all of this and, and find out whether they're a good fit or not. And at the end of the day, we choose to, they choose to work with us and moving their money out of the market. And then from there, we open a bank account for them and we help them move their money out of their, their paper assets into hard assets. And we strategize with them and say, what, what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Do you want to buy land? Do you want to buy metals? What do you feel the Lord is drawing you towards? And each person's different. And, and that's one of the topics I want to talk about today, if we have time, Stephen and Doug and Joe, is I want to talk about God mustering his remnant, bringing people together from all over the world, together, specifically in the States, but building remnant communities and, being, and having revivals and things, because people are, are all feeling it as sort of a, a central spiritual movement within the remnant. The God, people that are, would never even know each other are coming together and say, hey, this is what I'm being told, this is what I'm being told, and they're coming together. But... The people are feeling this that are calling me and they're saying, how do I get my money out of here? I want to make sure that I have precious metals and food and, and water and how can I use my assets to protect my family and my extended family and even my neighbors. And, and so we work together to move their money away out of the paper markets and into and into hard assets. Now, I'm going to tell you the hardest piece of this, if, if your listeners are working with a, a financial planner or financial advisor that's different than my guy, Barry Stokely, or other folks like that, that that are actually believers and know that what's going on, and they're preparing the folks for it, uh, then they need to they need to uh, contemplate. Just be prepared that the folks that have your money, they think it's theirs, and they think that you should pay them a fee for regardless of what your return is. So they'll get paid their three percent or four percent management fee, even if you lose ten percent or twelve percent or fourteen percent, they still get paid. So the system is, I don't want to use the word rigged, the system is manipulated for them to make money and for them to take control of it and for you to feel like you're stupid or you don't know what you, you don't, you're not smart enough to do these things even though God's giving you the knowledge to manage your own money. And you call us and we can help you find that little nugget inside your heart and help you expand it and make it blossom into a place you really want to be. So the typical call, Steve, is how, how do you help me? Similar to what Ryan did, oh my God, this is what's going to happen. How do I fix this? Where, where should I go with my money? And then we, and we help them get there from point A to point Z and help them through all of the hurdles and all of the arrows and all of the, uh, and all of the spears are going to take in the chest from the, from the, from the world. While they Actually, from their pastors, Ross. <laughs> oh, that yeah, too. The, world, the world's smarter than, remember, Jesus said children of this world are smarter than children of light. And 
I want to make this clear because this is critical. I've sent people to you, Ross. They've gone back to their pastor saying, what should I do? And basically, pastors say, give us more money. Do you know why the number one reason why pastors won't prepare their flock? They're afraid that if they tell people to begin to prepare and use their money, that their coffers will uh, see a deficit. And, and I, I know for a fact... That's a central theme from people with false theology trying to promise an immediate uh, escape from planet Earth in the churches. They want them to give. And, oh, by the way, you know, we have... We have this insurance and that insurance. And as you're being taken up in your ascension robe, make sure that you've already... uh, uh, signed all your paperwork over to us. Brother, it's not right. enough to shake them down while they're still alive. They're, they want their, and I say this, I'm surprised, maybe I'll be, I'm seriously surprised when you sit in a pew that you don't get strapped in, a machine comes from the back of the pew in front of you, opens your mouth, and if you have any gold fillings, they extract them on the spot and say, God bless you. Now, that's obviously very uh, melodramatic, but it, if you think about this, see what Doug, Joe, this is what Ross is saying. I I know a woman that has a $50 million inheritance, okay? Her, and Ross, this will make you crazy, her trust company, and, and, you know, because of the death of her father, uh, had her sign over all rights, and they make 3 to 4% a year, my guess is more, and I said to her, I won't share her name, but I said, you need to go get an attorney. I gave her the name of the best attorney in Arizona based on talking to people, based on doing internet search, based on, you know, Martin Hubble, whatever, uh, you know, the, the people that rate the attorneys, and, and one attorney wanted a $100,000 just to talk to her. Well, a good attorney will give you the first hour or two, and, and so I have a client that's trying to get out of a trust that the trustees that she signed over all her ownership and authority are fighting her tooth and nail, and they won't even give her any of her money. Does that sound, does that sound astonishing to you, or it just uh, run of the mill? Well, no, I mean, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty true because I have customers that reach out to their financial advisors and tell them that they're crazy or I'm a scam or I'm a fraud. You, don't want to, you can't manage your money. You're too stupid for that. I'm helping you get it, even though they look at their returns. And I said, what were your returns for the last three years? And all were negative, but they still got paid. So yeah. the biggest hurdle is dealing with those folks. And I'm going to tell your, folks, your people here, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't deal with the market. I deal on hard assets. I help people move their money out. I don't even control your money. I don't touch your money. All I do is put you in touch with people that are better than I am at doing that, and they will help you both protect it as well as grow it. So there are three three legs to the stool of, 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 of money management stewardship. There's return of investment. There's return on investment. And there's liquidity. And folks need to recognize that you need all three of those to sleep soundly at night. And today, in these in this world, wealth preservation is the most important one. So, and you can't eat gold and silver, and you can't you know, you can't eat stock certificates. You need to make sure that you have food. And you said if you have under a thousand dollars, go buy yourself some buy yourself extra food and water. Get yourself a water filter. Those type of things. So the benefit, but the beauty of the plan I can put your your customers into is they can they can work they can stay in the market if they want to with a part of their their, their retirement thing they can invest in land farmland private uh, private equity private loans rental property flippers precious metals anything that you want to do and i would and, and especially storable foods weapons ammo water filters 
you name it, that's not a collectible they can invest in. If you don't go to a, an auction, they can invest in it. So there's a litany of things that we can help them do, but they have to make the decision themselves to get out of the world, get out of the world market and into God's market and what use the biblical types of things that God used for, for money, which is gold and silver, livestock, land, food, et cetera, et cetera. Those were his tools, and they still are, because you can't live without pretty much any of those. And, Ross, I think you need to really make it clear, ladies and gentlemen, this is legal, and also you won't incur any taxes. You know, the the, the, the key is, you hit on that, because, again, you know, people think, well, you're saying, well, I'm going to lose, uh, you know, $130,000 if I do that. No, you're not. You need to clarify that a little, if you would, because I get emails, and people say, well, I don't get it. Make it simple in that realm, that you are, that, that it allows them to take delivery and be in control and possession of their own funds. Run through that, because I think that when you and I do shows together, uh, that's the number one email question that will come up. Sure, sure. Back in 2002, under George Bush, they, they passed legislation that created what's called a solo 401k. And that solo 401k is trustee-based, which means that you will be the fiduciary and the trustee of your own funds. So you can... Go to Fidelity, Vanguard, American Funds, Meritrade, Charles Schwab, Merrill Lynch, wherever your money's sitting, even your local bank and your IRA, wherever it's sitting, you can say, I want to do a direct rollover transfer of my funds from your company to me, which will set up a, will set up a 401k for you, which means you're the same thing at a, at a smaller scale as, as, as uh, Wells Fargo or as, as Merrill Lynch or as Fidelity. You're the same. You're at the same level. So they transfer the money directly. You'll get a 1099R from them at the end of the year that shows, let's call it a hundred thousand dollars transfer, taxable amount zero. Section seven will have a G in it, means that it's a completely tax benign or tax neutral issue. So you'll be able to move your money out, put it into your local bank account, have a checkbook and a debit card to buy the things we talked about. If you see a piece of farmland that you want, ten acres, and you can put. You can grow a garden or you can put aquaponics on it or hydroponics or build a beautiful mint needle type garden on it, then you should do that. You can do that. You can buy rental property. You can buy gold and silver. You can buy the food from Numana that, that Ryan was talking about. You can do anything that you want to do with it as long as it has a fair market value. And you keep track of it. So if you, if you keep track of your stuff and you're good, you're good at keeping records, you have, you'll have no problem. We have ne- never had, had a person ever audited because this is fully legal, and only but the, here's the catch: only two percent of the population knows anything about this, and it's been around 14 years. And why do you think that is? Another ding, ding, ding. Because people don't make money on you if you control your own money. They're not going to get their three percent or control your 50 million dollars, or 50 thousand dollars, or even 15 thousand dollars. You will control your own money, and you control your own destiny. And you're not getting you're not going to get sucked into some thing. Well, oh yeah, they'll always come back. The thing that always drives me crazy about the folks that are that work the market and take advantage of people is they always tell you it's okay to lose money. It's okay to lose money. And I, I just don't buy that premise. And everybody else needs to see that you don't buy the premise of losing money is okay, especially if it's for your long-term retirement when we don't even know the Social Security or Medicare, all this stuff's going to be around after paying thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into it. So people need to take control of their lives, take control of their, their, their assets, 
and work it out with fear and trembling in their own prayer life. And we can we have experts through our concierge service that we can turn them on to. If you want to be in the market, I got a great guy. If you want to be in, in Golden Meadows, we got Stephen. If you want to be in food, we got a great guy. If you want to be in Burleson, we got some great people. So I can put you into touch with all kinds of folks that are experts in their field, sort of like a like a conductor does a big a big band in the forties. I can tell you who you need to go to and give you that expert that give you the expertise better than I can give you myself. So I'd, I'd love for people to just change their paradigm and get out of the things that I have to. I'm not smart enough to manage my own money, right? Because they've been they've been bred and taught to think that this is the market of their parents and grandparents. It's nothing even any like it. The pensions and the gold watch no longer exist. It's every man and woman for themselves. You need to take control of your lives and control of your money. Is that is that give you what you is that the yeah in essence you know in essence every let me make it even simpler than that no tax consequences and nobody can grab your stuff uh, you know and end up with it I, I don't think Ross people understand that with all the cyber attacks all of the zero interest rate policies being put forth all of uh, you know uh, the plans to steal confiscate manipulate and get everybody's stuff and, and this is what the new world order they want they don't want part they want all and they want you dead. That's the easiest way for me to explain it. Now, because we've got uh, you know 17 minutes left in this segment, will you share what you're, what's on your heart about the remnant? Because again, hey, give out first of all right now before you do that, give out your contact information. Sure, you can reach me at Ross Powell R O S S dot P O W E L L at survival four one K dot com, or go to our site survival four one K dot com and click on the contact us and. It'll send us a link, and you'll get a, an acknowledgement. And you can either, either schedule a meeting online if, if you want to do that. You can also call 844-650-5733, and then the number is on the website as well. So, you know, give us an email, send us a call. We'll be glad to help you. We work, we work nights and weekends to get these things done, and we have plenty of customers that can attest to that. And uh, uh, but what's really on my heart, Steve and and Doug and Joe, and I think we talked about this is 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 your listeners are really part of the remnant, and I saw it in Dallas, and I hear it on in people's voices every day when I talk to them, and they feel like like something's coming, and they know it, and God's putting it on their heart to get one prepared, but also be part of a grander or larger uh, organization of people, and and I and I really think that God is mustering His remnant church. He's getting us prepared to thrive through the coming storm. And we can't do that alone. No man is an island. No woman is an island. So we need to band together, creating remnant support groups, remnant assistance groups, whatever you want to call it, so that you, you work together and find people of like-mindedness and you, and you find what you can do, what, what, what you can do, Steve, versus what I can do, what Doug can do, what Joe can do. We have people that, in the remnant that are, that are electricians and plumbers and, and welders and carpenters and all those kind of things. If we have people that are finance or they're great at admin, which, uh, as you, I'm not necessarily that great. My wife handles the admin part of, uh, for me. But at the end of the day, the body has many parts, and, we, and the God's moving his remnant together. Yeah, I, I want people to understand that there's a lot of things that they can do to be part of that. And so if you're not an electrician or a plumber or a mechanic, maybe learn those skills. Know your Bible one of the big things, and I learned this from Pastor Langford in Dallas, is pray with your your spouse nightly before you go to sleep. Most powerful thing. 
I, I just it's just life changing. Um, have dinner together with your children and your extended family. I mean, build the bonds that need to stay stay strong. Uh, at, at the end of the day, you have to build in your church communities. And I, I mean, I, you talk about Steve. You mentioned earlier about churches that talk about money. I went to a church for a year uh, simply because I was disenchanted with a previous one. And their budget, their, they were pushing for in November, December, October, November, December, $1 million a month in extra giving to do whatever it is that they do. And I just thought that was just atrocious. So get with your local bodies, get with your local churches, reach out to your neighbors. And I don't mean to sound like I'm preaching, and I, I think I took your soapbox, Doug. But at the end of the day, build relationship and work to, towards being ready for what's coming because what's coming is is beyond what most of us can ever imagine. So we all need to make sure that we have storable foods, water filters, seeds, learn a skill, have have uh, solar ovens, have cattle, have precious metals, get your guns and ammo in order if you don't have them. All those things that you're going to need to protect your loved ones and your neighbors who who may not be as as, as uh, forward thinking as you. So. That's what's on my heart. So I think the remnant is coming. I think your listeners who are hearing our voices tonight are feeling it as well. And my and my calls that I'm getting, and it's changed a lot since 2015. Just the beginning of the year, and I will actually mimic what Ryan was saying, the, the, the level of panic or anxiety, which we shouldn't have as believers anyway, but it's still there. We're human. The level of panic and anxiety, and I know what's coming. I just don't know what to do, is has changed significantly. So things are coming in the fall that I think that we're not even, even the very elect will be will be trembling because of what they're seeing. So I think people just need to, to pull together and start as believers, forget about political views as they're trying to divide us in this next political election where we're going to get the same people every time. The deep state will make sure of that. Don't worry about your your denomination, your your skin color, your your ethnicity. It's all about believing in Jesus. We're all one family. So I, I would love for people to to come together and recognize that. And as difficult as that sounds, it's going to need to need to happen beforehand, not after, before the crisis comes. I hope that does that hope that resonates with you guys too. Sure. Like, and here, here's what I want to share with everybody. Uh, Doug, you sent me an email that the, the lady that and I won't use her name on the air was willing to administrate this. We need people to seed that situation. I do not, you know, what I'm talking about, helping single moms, you know. And I just picked the number 500 because, uh, you know, uh, the single moms are in really bad shape financially. The single dads are in really bad shape financially. The widows, there are some amazingly godly widows. But I want to make it clear. If you're shacking up... The blessing of God, I'm talking about people that are not taking their vows to the Lord seriously. Please don't send any emails once we set this up. you got to do what's right. And I have people, you know, Pastor Langford told a story on the radio the other night about a guy who was cheating on his wife in Dallas. 
the power of God moved at the altar. You guys were all there, and he basically, uh, when was pastor was saying, pray with your wives, he, you know, he said he can't pray with her because he's committing adultery. His wife forgave him, he got right, and they got back on the right track. This is not freeloading. This is not welfare. This is helping people get on their feet because a remnant is that which remains. Ross, I want to share something. I have tried over the years. Maybe it wasn't time. Maybe I trusted the wrong people. In one case, I did. Twice, actually. But the thing is, is that until God's people see the need to band together, and I can tell you this, just based on uh, the what I call email wars on my site alone, and Doug, you know what I'm talking about. You get them, too. The, sure. the, the remnant will need a reminder that it's God who ultimately delivers. Because I personally, Ross, have tried, uh, as one of the preppers that started the whole movement, you know, 30-some years ago, I tried that. One minute a guy will love you, and the next minute he'll hate you, okay? One minute, uh, you know, the the people will say, what, you blessed me so much, and the next minute you dirty, you know, illegitimate child of hell, you know, how dare you speak against the rapture? which has literally happened. You see, the problem is, is people are only willing to do that which is comfortable. I'm afraid God is going to, I'm not afraid, God is going to have to take the creature comforts away, and what I call the religious apathy, indifference, and uh, bravo Sierra, in order for people to get a reality check on how late it is. Do you think the Syrian Christians, when they're praying under the breast, Jesus help me, when they're ready to have their heads cut off, do you believe those people are any less uh, true believers than somebody that sits in front of a, uh, a television screen, you know, when his favorite team uh, makes it, whatever, touchdown, goal, basket, whatever, you know, going, hallelujah, that's my team, you know, no, that's not your team, people are rooting for the wrong thing, it's because that's pleasure, and the pleasure center of the brain is not where the Spirit of God moves, the Spirit of God moves deep within a man's heart, that's what Jesus said, out of your innermost being would spring forth rivers of living water. I pray that the remnant gets it. Ross, all I'm saying is based on what I've seen, and I'm not gospel-hardened, but I might say this, that until people recognize that together they're stronger than individual and, and, and than individually, and they basically grow up in the Lord God very quickly, it's going to be very difficult for that to happen. I'm not challenging you. I'm not arguing with you. Follow me? It usually Absolutely. takes a stream. Israel only became united after the Red Sea. Moses goes to the top of the mountain, and Aaron builds a golden calf. Moses comes down and says, how'd that happen? He said, well, the people made me do it. This is why you can never listen to the voice of people. I want to make this clear. You must get your leading from God. God has a way of reaching people, men, women, and children, through me, like it or not, through Doug, like it or not, through Ross Powell. Each one of us has our part to play. I can't play every other part. Doug, you can't be every other part. And God knows none of us can be everything people think we should be, but God chooses to use us because it's obvious that it's not us that is the strength, the power, or the anointing. It's a living God. So you know what's interesting, Ross? When I, when I see your ads on my website, you can go to Survival401k on my website uh, over on the right-hand side. People don't get it. When Jesus said the children of this world are, uh, they deal more wisely with one another than the children of light. You know why that is? I finally figured it out. Because they at least realize that maybe somebody they're doing 
with might make them some money. All Christians do is kill the wounded. They do. They take no prisoners. And I think it was Bob Mumford that said that first, maybe 25 years ago. He said, we don't take any, or we don't take care of the wounded. We kill them all. So the, that's contrary to the gospel. But here's the thing. Faithfulness. The parable of the Ten Talents has to do with money. Actually, it has to do with gold and silver. It doesn't have to do with singing an aria in a church. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have anything to do with being a brilliant orator. It has nothing to do with that. It is faithful stewards. And it's fascinating. Isn't the parables deal with that whole subject matter? The, the, the uh, uh, husbandman that comes back to uh, check out uh, those who he entrusted his vineyard to? Uh, you know, here's the thing. People don't want to be accountable. And yet everything that they've known in this country, their families, their future, their freedom, their finances, their free speech, what used to be, their ability to live securely in their home, there used to be, all those things no longer exist. And if it hasn't happened to you, it's not because it won't. It's just not time yet. Recognize that, you know, in, in fighting the good fight of faith, that's still a fight. So, again, that wasn't meant to challenge you. I'm just saying that I pray it's so, based on what I've seen, based on daily email diatribes, you know. I mean, good night. The bottom line is only God can bring his people together. And I say every day, seriously, every day, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but only you can do it. Go ahead, Ross. Ross, you still there, bud? I'm sorry, I had you on mute. Sorry about that, because I'm working through a sinus, and I was coughing, so pardon me. But at, at the end of the day, people are used to being divided along socioeconomic lines, racial lines, religious lines. So that's how they control us, is by, by, by dividing us. If we can find a way to unite around a central figure of Christ and not worry about the rapture, or pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip, all that stuff is is, is not important as the, as the deity of Christ. So we can focus on that alone, and I'm not normally preaching it, but I just feel compelled to do it. We need that remnant will form, and it will forget about all of uh, all the things that don't really matter and focus on each other and focus on the body, just like the early church did. I mean, I, I firmly believe one of these days soon, we're going to be forced into home churches, we're going to be forced into small groups. The big churches that we're used to are not going to be the places for us, and we're going to be, we're, we're going to be persecuted that we've never understood. The folks in China understand the persecution in Africa and the Middle East. They understand persecution. And Americans, all we hear about is we feel that, we're, well, they just slide to me or they're making fun of me. That's not getting your throat cut. That's not getting your house burned down. That's not getting your property taken from you because of your belief system. So we can be offended by the things on TV and we get worked up about language or whatever, but at the end of the day is we need to focus on ourselves and focus on working together as the remnant as because the times are going to come where as you talk about trust steve that's who we're going to have to trust because everybody else is going to be the the den of vipers so i, I would just ask folks to think about that and and prepare for those things well, Russ, give out your contact information one more time, because when we come into the third hour, Doug put up, we're going to be taking questions. We, me, him and I, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm just saying that oh, this is fine. probably one of the last uh, uh, preparation shows I'm going to do, okay? There's so many good websites out there. There's so many people doing it. And I want to say one thing. 
the coming together cannot be done by human will, desire, or even, uh, you know, people pulling together. Unity in the Spirit can only be brought together by the Holy Spirit. And when people fail, they fail because they're trying to do it in their natural strength. Go ahead and give out all your numbers and contact sure, and information. I, uh, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on your last statement. So my uh, my contact information is ross.powell at survival401k.com. Go to our website, survival401k.com. Click the contact button. You can actually schedule a, a meeting if you want to right through online or call me at 844-650-5733. Uh, I used to give up my cell phone number, but I don't like getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning like Ryan does. I'm too old for that. So, yeah, I understand. So please, so, so please please give us a call. We'll be glad to talk you through. Many people may not qualify. Many people may not want to do what they need to do. But I'd love to talk to you. And like I said on every other show, and people are amazed that this happens, if you call, I will talk to you. It's not going to be some machine. You may get my voice because the calls come fast and furious after these shows. But I will call you back, and you will talk to me at least once or if not twice. And if you do sign up with us, you'll talk to me more than you probably wanted to. So call us at 844-650-5733. One more time, Ross. 844-650-5733. That's the toll-free number. You can reach me at my desk directly, 210-526-0993, if you prefer to go that way. So Thank you, Ross, for tonight. Thank you, guys, and thanks for having me on. Again, Doug and Duro, thank you for having me. Steve, it's always been a pleasure. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys again. Good night, everyone. Thanks, thank Ross. Survival401k.com. Go ahead, Steve. And we've got about a you know, yeah, we've got about a minute before I take a break. Again, I'm getting uh, emails and questions. Again, you can get a hold of Ryan at R Y Whitmer W H I T M E R at yahoo.com. R Y Whitmer W H I T M E R at yahoo.com, and then you can send him an email, ask him when to call you. And again, I would just like to say that the you know you and I we were on the air and on the air due to the graciousness of our sponsors and the support and belief they give us. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Steve St. Clair of Enter Food Enter Health has been with me for a decade, probably a decade and a half. I'd encourage you to go there and look at the special he put together for tonight. Night's broadcast because I use the stuff and and what people don't understand, Doug, Coco Mojo is probably one of the best uh, tasting chocolate uh, coconut. Yeah, we're right at the top of the hour break. We'll come back right on that on the other side, folks. Stay with us for our third and final hour. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Town or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers denials and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at hagmanandhagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. 
And welcome back, folks, to this hour of the Hagman and the Hagman Report. Our special guest staying this hour is Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com, a good friend, a brother in Christ, and uh, really a brother who, um, you, you know, you... I'm just so thankful to, to, to really know him and to have gotten to know him. And, and folks, um, stevequell.com, please bookmark that. I can, I mean, that every day is show prep for us. Uh, Steve picks the best topics around and also Renaissance precious metals. You know, we did talk about gold and silver. Of course, you want to have food and such, but Renaissance precious metals, if, if I were to buy any metals at all, I would do it only through Steve Quayle. The reason being is I know I get what I, I know I can trust him. And in this kind of environment, who do you trust? And that's the basis of the program today because we have to realign our thinking and revamp our thinking. I don't, I don't want this to sound like an infomercial, but this is just reality. I mean, I, I, for example, I'm not going to go on, on the internet and, and put my money, thousands of dollars, into a website that I don't have a clue what I'm going to get. But with Renaissance Precious Metals, I do. Uh, and folks, check it out, stevequell.com, the link right there for Renaissance Precious Metals. That is our go-to. And anyone who calls in or emails in, I always send them over there. Steve did not ask me to do that. I just, I'm just telling you flat out, this is reality now and um all right um uh, uh, karen r thank you so much we're checking on that bob maggie thanks for thanks for ch- uh checking in with us as well numerous people all across the united states and worldwide getting your emails and uh steve i'm going to ask you a, a, a conceptual question that's a good word coming out of this um you know we had uh and this is a question from andy or no i'm sorry this is a question from uh, uh it, well this is a question from mike you know He's been a prepper for several years. He's a Christian. He understands that Jesus said to his followers before his departure to get a sword for defensive purposes. And after seeing all the preps, the New World Order, globalists, the the monsters, the transhumanists have have collected for our demise. How are we, with just a few guns and, and our stash of food, for instance, how are we going to fight to get through this? Steve, you know... Well, here's my best answer, and obviously the scripture, I think, has that answer. First of all, there is no situation in the Old Testament where God's people who were in obedience were defeated when they looked to him. That's why the scripture says, be strong in the power of the Lord and in his might, okay? God can give not only the timing, he can give the strategy, he can give the uh, battle plan. Anybody looking at their own guns, okay, remember, the other guy's always got a bigger everything. He's got a bigger gun, a bigger uh, spaceship, a bigger, and I'm not kidding on that one. And he's always got, uh, the, the he has, because he worships the god of forces that, you know, is spoken about in the book of Daniel, he's always got the principality and powers, fallen angels, fallen angel technology. We all have to contend with that. But then we go to the book of James, and and we're told, resist the devil, and he must flee from us. My answer is this. Look, I believe in being well-armed. I believe in being well-trained. I believe in being prepped. I believe in that. But I believe that ultimately the battle is the Lord. So... I, I, there are times, Doug, when I think of, and I won't go public with everything that comes against me just because I won't give those devils my breath, but there are times when I literally hang my head and go, oh, Lord, I shake it. Literally, this is true. I said, Lord, how can I stand against all this stuff that's coming at me now? And the Lord said, you can't. I'm going to stand in for you. 
Isn't that cool? You know what I love about Jesus? Everything, okay? But it just, it's, there's things that are so obvious, but unless we're looking at him, that may sound religious. I got news for you. I'm alive because of the intercessors. I'm alive because Romy Zaret covered my life 15 years ago with her own. And if you, if you understand, think of this, an intercessor, a woman of God, basically having helicopters circling her house when she lived up in northern Montana, or actually northwestern Montana. She comes to the, uh, you know, Whitestone Conference in Bozeman a couple of years ago, and a spray plane, just like out of a Gregory Peck movie, uh, you know, unloads their chemicals on it, and Romy was uh, subjected to severe organophosphate poisoning. You don't think they don't know that? So, you know, I'm telling you, point blank, the intercessors pay a price. God bless you, Romy. And so, when I see that she's still standing by the grace of God, and by the way, she is the quintessential practicing uh, Jesus-loving intercessor, but she's also doesn't take any religious um, um, we'll call it carp, that's a crummy fish, but you can rearrange the uh, words in the carp, okay? C-A-R-P. You can rearrange that. that. That's not usually a really good fish. So, Doug, what I'm saying to everybody is this. That's what our relationship with Jesus is all about to do. If it weren't for Jesus, I would be overwhelmed on a second-by-second basis. Yet because of Jesus, I'm not. And for the record, I know what the, the I, I would say this to the uh, emailer, or I think he emailed you, right? That's there are correct. times when I absolutely get fearful beyond my ability. And when I do, I sense the spirit of fear. I rebuke in Jesus' name, and then I quote the scripture. At the times I am afraid, I trust in thee. The Old Testament is filled with God giving his followers his victory so i i gotta tell you this if you think you can stand the power of your own might you're looking at the wrong way if you think you can stand the power of his might and will stand the his power of his might and choose to stand the power of his might willing to defend your you know family and doing the preparation then i got news for you, you can claim the scripture if god before you who can be against you the scripture says a thousand will fall by your right side what ten thousand at your left but it shall not come nigh to you because of, of you know your what your mind is stayed upon the Lord and I'm, right. I'm not quoting that word for word but the point being is is that's the only answer after this listen it used to be you could prepare, uh, prep and prepare it's just like this it's like people say I'll believe God to send the ravens to feed me and usually the guy that says that to me is basically eats chips drinks beer and I'm not saying this is always the case and does nothing okay I have noticed now I'm a pretty good uh, a sounding board for this statement because because I've been at this so long, okay? I mean, I get grayer and grayer, a little less hair, and a lot more ornery, okay? And I'm saying, God, help me to love the people that I find that are really difficult, okay? And they truly are difficult. But if you keep your eyes on the people that are difficult, you'll see that it's a distraction. And it's amazing. So I would tell the brother, I would, and everyone listening, I would say this, your strength, your deliverance, your peace, your overcoming your victory. It's all in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, if I go tomorrow, that means God's timing was for me to go tomorrow. I don't think my timing has come. Even Jesus knew, and I've made this statement, Doug, uh, a woman of God or a man of God will know when their time is up. 
I, I have seen it now. Sometimes believing that. Yeah. People, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people get taken in an accident. I don't know about that, but my guess is they were warned ahead of time that their time would be up. But you know, here's the thing: who in their right mind wants to fight fallen angels, demons, despots, uh, Satanists, Luciferians, crazy ass? And I'm sorry for that. If that's an offensive word to me, uh, murderers in the Middle East, you know, in your own strength, you can't do it. There is no, no victory by the people of God divorced from the God who gave them the victory. And that's my only answer after 44 years of fighting, most of the time in my own strength, but now learning, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's the word for tonight, brothers, sisters. That's the word. Be strong in the power of the Lord and the power of His might. Amen to that. And, and, and you know, there's there's so much wisdom in that, folks. Um, I'm just uh, going to leave it at that. Uh, this from Susan Moore. <laughs> I guess that's all right. Sorry about that, Susan. I didn't mean to give out your last name. Um, anyway, uh, there's a lot of Susan. Susan M's in the in the world, I guess so. Anyway, the grid down situation uh, she feels is perhaps the most likely scenario for various uh, of all the various threats uh, scenarios discussed. What's in in your mind, Steve? If the lights went out, the power went out tomorrow. Now you don't have to talk about your strategy, but what's the best strategy? Do you think keeping a low profile, you know, for the first couple of days uh, to avoid the most human fallout would be the what would, what would be the plan? If, well, if first of all, that's down. a great question, and I've you know, and I'm sorry, a lot of people are new to your show, so they haven't heard this. So, but the first thing to do is secure your home. I put up a really good uh, prepper article either today or tomorrow. And, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, I can't tell you the names of the article because I post probably in a in in a period of uh, 48 hours. I probably post 60 stories. By the way, Doug, all my stories go into the archives, so they're all there, but they're just not on the front page. So saying that, you want to harden your home, you want to put up blackout curtains on the inside of your windows. Blackout curtains simply won't allow any light out. So the last thing you want to be doing in a power-out situation is having a kerosene lamp, an LED lantern, or anything that shows you that, you know, someone's home. Uh, you know, and I'm sorry, but you're going to have to think self-defense. It's not the Russians first or the Chinese uh, or, you know, the United Nations. What it's going to be is it's going to be the gangs. It's going to be the uh, uh, distraught neighbor. It's going to be, you know, the uh, sexual offender down the street. By the way, there's websites that you can go on and see that stuff. But it also could be your next-door neighbor that has, you know, you wave at them and they look at you. They're never friendly. Here's the thing. I know it's been said in the scripture, the enemy of a man's house will be those of his own household, or the enemy of a man's life will be those of his own household. That's what the scripture says. Based on what's going on in Venezuela and the other nations that have failed through history, the enemy of a man's life will be he who is next door, who has been observing. Like somebody said, they won't prepare, but they'll remember that you did. You can take nothing for granted. You can believe that no one is on your side unless they've done two things. They've made it clear you know where they think, and they have used their own funds to prep, okay? That's why I'm telling you this. Every prepper should be silent. And for the record, I live in Bozeman, Montana. 
there are places I'm going that aren't in Bozeman, Montana, in my house where I live. So, uh, you know, people say, well, you're just that, 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 that. Well, people will say everything, but that's the point. The point is, if you're going to stay, to answer Susan's question, you have to harden your house and you got to get blackout curtains. Blackout curtains is simple. You go to a fabric store, you take a flashlight, you put the flashlight on one side of the material, and if you can see it through the other side, then guess what? Uh, you know, it's not blackout. You can put it up with Velcro. You can put it up with gaffer's tape. But, you know, in generators, you got to silence generators. There are specific generators that you can muffle down. You know, the point is, is that you want to be, here's the golden rule that I have been uh, preaching, teaching on the radio for however many years. I, I don't even care anymore about how many years. The bottom line is, is that you want to be where everyone else isn't, and you don't want to be where everyone else thinks you you are. Does that make sense? I just Boy, added that Yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that's the key to everything, I believe. Because we're not going to know exactly what is coming, or but but we want to be in a position where we can defend what we have, or defend our, our, our family, I should say, um, from the marauders and what have you. So, yeah, you, you, want, you want to get out of the way. A wise man sees trouble and gets out of the way. And, hey, and, 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 and Doug, can I say something? I just got an email from Ryan. There is nothing set up yet to help single moms. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Ryan just sent me an email. Let me read this. I'm not making fun. What I just said is there is nobody, there's no program yet in place. I want to make it clear to do what I'm saying I, I want to do. There is no money to do it unless someone funds it. Let me read this to you. Okay, Steve spoke of a fund to help single moms or widows. I am now divorced 14 years as my husband strayed from our marriage. I have a small thrift store, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Ryan. I humbly consider myself a remnant. Please let me know if I qualify for a food package. See, people hear what they want to hear. There are no food packages. Did you hear me say there are any food packages for any single moms, widows, single five? Did you hear me say that? No. No, 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 no. I, I'm making it clear. I'm putting it out there. I have said to the Lord, Lord, I pray that people who are blessed that can fund something like that. I then said, I don't want anything to do with administering it. Did you hear me say that? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, don't send Ryan Whitmer emails asking him, uh, you know, uh, for this. It does not exist. Again, Ryan Whitmer, R-Y-Whitmer at Yahoo.com is strictly for the people that want to buy food, okay? There is no program. I am praying that God will speak to people's hearts to fund the program, but it does not exist at this point. All right. Very good. And I think you made that clear. And I want to thank my daughter, for uh, Jackie, for uh, acting as a gatekeeper for all of the emails we're getting at studio at hagmanhagman.com and all that we got uh, prior to the show. Yeah, I got a question here, and I'll just lay this out because I'm getting a lot of the same kind of questions. Of course, this is from Paige, but she represents probably a, a dozen or so people who are asking kind of the same question. And, again, this is a conceptual question that uh, she wants to, first of all, thank you for everything you've done opening her eyes but but uh, um how does everything that we're seeing happen today how does this all fit together in terms of timing we talk about emps perhaps we talk about fema camps everything the, the economy um people can get confused and overwhelmed easily it, it, so 
how are these events going to overlap? And I know we're looking through this, uh, looking at this through a glass darkly, but in, in, if, if you had, would have to lay out a scenario, Steve, and we're not asking you to, but, you know, best guess, how would all this, uh, fit together? Well, first of all, you know, let me state an answer a different way, lest I be offensive. And I'm not trying to be mean, okay? First of all, most people in, in, the biblical Christian world uh, don't get the lateness of the hour. And I would say it's all happening now. It's at what stage are the specific events going to take place? An EMP, uh, obviously Gary Haven in America in the movie, he basically takes that and he's seen testifying before Congress. Go watch the trailer, ladies and gentlemen, America getting the movie.com but I see it as a financial attack let me give everyone a, a, a hypothetical scenario how fast do you think it will crash when there is a reported cyber attack when you're told that the banks have undergone a massive cyber attack from an unknown but expected country that all your accounts are frozen that your credit cards do not work has this not happened uh, overseas a couple times, hello, and that you no longer can uh, uh, assume that the country is functioning as it once did. Then you'll be told, don't worry, we've got it all under control. When you hear that, you better worry. And here's the thing, worry is not what you're to do, to prepare. Most important uh, survival element is your thoughts leading up to an event. Uh, Navy SEALs, uh, spec ops operators, the guys that know, they're talking about training, 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 training. Because when everything goes to, we don't want to offend anyone, but when any, everything goes to the dark side, the training, the pre thought out plans are what you've got to rely on. You can't say, well, what do I do now? If you say, what do I do now? You're dead. I want to make that clear. If you wait for the event to happen, you say, what do I do now? You're dead. Does that sound maybe uh, blunt enough? No, I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. If, 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 at that point, that's right. Yeah. It's gone. It's over. You it's just over. Look over your phone. So, so when the power goes down, can you run on to, uh, to my website? <laughs> yeah, in the dark, Steve. Yep. You'll be, you'll be on yeah, the yeah, in the dark. In the dark, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and this is, this is what I would tell people. There are so many good books out there. Get tactical. And I'm serious. I couldn't be more serious than what I'm saying right now. Every woman should learn how to use a handgun. Every single woman. Every single woman, every man who considers himself Wyatt Earp or his, you know, long-lost cousin who thinks he could teach his wife. I used to own indoor shooting ranges, okay? I've been in a lot of businesses over my business life, and I have learned I will not even t teach my wife. I'll leave it to a professional. I take professional training. I do not want to have an argument. If you speak a little bit harshly, have you ever spoken? Spoken harshly to your wife, Doug, only to uh, be given the dirty look and the cold sh shoulder. I mean, you know, you know, you can have some guy who's just, uh, you know, a trained ex-mercenary uh, who, who knows. They don't have to be a mercenary, but there are trained and skilled teachers. But I'm saying this, I'm saying it once again. You must 
absolutely, must absolutely, if you're a woman, take, uh, and somebody says, well, show me that in the Bible. Well, I'll show you where basically faith without works is dead. I, I can only tell you this. I will not. And I'll fall back. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Women must learn how because you cannot stay awake, Doug, the head of the house, 24-7. You know? And for for the record, everything that happens is going to happen most likely between midnight and 3 or 4 in the morning, you know, because those guys have their night vision. So, you know, again, there are some things that people have got to get wise about, and that's really an important one, you know? Be responsible. If you're a pacifist, fine. Then if you're a pacifist and believe that God will protect you, then be consistent. Stand on your faith when you get a toothache. Stand on your faith when you, you know, stand on your faith. But don't just run to uh, the world's answers and then claim that God's going to protect you. Uh, Do you think every single one of those people that was beheaded, butchered, cannibalized, that our brothers and sisters, the children who are innocent, the women who are raped to death, that were buried uh, in stone, and yet those miserable, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, daughters of hell that claim to be feminists, their voices are silent. Do you think all of the quarter of a million women who are genitally mutilated, oh, see, we don't talk about that stuff in biblical Christianity, because, you know, we're a sanitary faith. Well, I got news for you. Jesus left heaven. He came down to earth. He took on himself the form of the man. He he left all his regal glory and splendor that he might serve mankind. He was naked on the cross. You know, the little loincloth, that ain't the case. He was, his visage, that means what he looked like was so marred. His flesh was open. His spine exposed. You know, I mean, Jesus was, was absolutely brutalized. And yet, he came to pay the price for his creation because God said, I have to punish mankind's sin, okay? So the brutality in the world, the brutality in the world is only going to increase. And and by the grace of God, I want people to be victors and not victims. When I went into uh, the survival business, I guess now I'm, I'm... I'm being retrospective. My goal, my motive was one thing, to allow people to be victors and not victims. I can't make people do what's right. I can only share with them what's right, you know? Yeah, and exactly. that's, that's where we're at. So they have to learn how to defend themselves. The pragmat- there's, Listen, there's some wonderful websites out there that will walk you through, and people have been responding to the articles I've been putting up by uh, one of the prepper sites I linked to on how to basically cure ham, you know? Or how to do this, how to do that. The old ways are the pioneer ways. When power goes out, we're back to those ways. Exactly. And and you know what? We, we cannot help everyone, Steve. I mean, you and I can't. And we, we get so many emails saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older and infirmed. And, and, you know, we try to do our best for everybody. But, but we can only, you and I and, and the people around us can only do so much. And, and so we just ask, and, and I think this is important, too. If you're listening to this out, out there and, and you're a, a middle-aged or you're, you're of, of an age where you're able to do things, I mean, talk and, and help your neighbor. I mean, is, is, shouldn't we be doing that anyway? I mean, you know, Steve, well, shouldn't I, we be helping I, I heard one time that we're to love our neighbors as ourselves, and it came in a very famous declaration from the God of Heaven, which he gave to Moses on Mount Sinai, and Jesus reiterated it. Aren't we to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our might, and all our strength? Yes. 
and our neighbor as ourself, but that's easier said than done. Somebody well, said, yeah, course. unless they're trying to kill you. And I said, well, then they're not, they're not your, you got to understand what the original words mean, but here's the thing. You do what you can do for the people that will allow you to help them, but people who hate you when you try and help them. Remember, here's something that everyone should put into perspective. People who know that you have prepped, they will not prep on their own because they plan to take it. I've told you this story, this literally happened, I don't know, two years ago. My wife was at home. I came into my office. Uh, we lived uh, in those days, I don't know, out in the highlight foothills. And we had a plumber. And Loretta, my wife, called me and said, hey, I feel really creepy. Can you come out here? I knew the guy that owned the company, but and, and we used to be friends. That should tell you how this thing turned out. And the prep and and the guy, uh, basically the plumber, proceeded to tell my wife he knew what I did. And uh, when things got tough, they're coming to my house, you know. And then he started telling her about being in prison. And you know, by the way, my wife packs. That's obvious. And the thing is, is that but uh, but when I went to the boss, this is a guy I have paid. I used to do property development, contrary to all the criticism of me, the way I live and my lifestyle. But I used to do property and this guy paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for commercial buildings I either renovated or built okay and and yet over that issue he and I don't talk anymore because I said look you can't have somebody going out like that the guy was such an Arnold Henry anybody who's a cop will know what that means and and he absolutely terrified my wife now she had two choices call me or you know if, if he made a move and to this day Doug that proves to me that if somebody can live in a town and remember this you may think you're not under surveillance we all know we're under surveillance by them but you don't realize who else is surveilling you. So that's why I say trust no one. Sorry if that sounds harsh, but verify. I've had people come into my life, ministry, and sphere of uh, influence over 35 years in the special uh, uh, survival business, preparedness business, whatever it is. One minute they love you, and the next minute they hate you, okay? One minute they're patting you on the back, and the other minute they just can't wait to get behind your back. I've literally, literally, and I have witnesses to this, been in a, a situation where, quote, a brother ex-cop asked me, you know, what's to stop him from shooting me right now? And this was a Christian. And I said, I've already got my hand on my pistol and don't do it, okay? This is a guy that absolutely talked the talk. Could he walk the walk? No. And that literally happened. So, you know, if that's, if, if these are real, these things have happened to basically, I think, give me the experience to be able to share with people, okay? So I'm telling you point blank, trust is earned. It is not given until it's earned, okay? Oh, amen, amen. Can Thank I tell you, you something? When I get emails, from, oh, I trust you. Don't trust me. What have I said for years on talk radio? Trust God with me, but do not trust me. Look to God. Do not look to me. Some people want me to basically be God. Guess what? I look to God. I can't look to another man. Only the king of glory could deal with somebody as, as you know, whatever, as, as flawed as I am. And only the king of glory, the living God, can deal with you and help you. That's that's why I love the scripture. God is a very, he's an ever-present help in the time of evil. I'm telling you, Doug, the, the battle between pre 
professing Christians and possessing Christians. Possessing meaning possessing the keys to the kingdom that Jesus gave. It will turn into a shooting war and there will be death. My goal is to never be put into that situation. But I'm telling you point blank, people will rather kill than believe God. And if you don't believe that, slander, and I, I, I shared with you what the nugget the Lord had given me, slander, lies, and all that stuff is exactly how the devil got the angels to fall and rebel against God. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, uh, folks, I'm, I'm just bearing my heart here. You know, when when I when I first met Steve, I did not realize the uh, uh, really what he what he was. I mean, you, you were a pinata basically, and you you are a pinata. Um, and that's not to really bring up anything except to say, expect if you're out there t- telling the truth, expect to, uh, to to be taken to task for for what you're saying. Expect for people to to tear you down. Expect for, yeah, I mean, you know. It, Hey, people don't. Uh, people have a problem with the truth. Steve, I want to. I want to ask you about this. Uh, Tech Nation report. Our Eric the Tech here uh, put up an article on his website, which I, I, you know, and I think I was checking yours, and I wasn't. I, I didn't get a chance to go through your entire website. Um, the uh, now there was an article here. Feds made more than thirty five hundred surveillance flights over U.S. cities in the past four months. Did I don't know if you caught this or not. But they actually have maps. The FBI, DHS, are running extensive surveillance missions over U.S. cities. This is something you talked about years ago uh, with the drones, as the drones came out, that, that that we were all under surveillance. Now it's being admitted. I just want to toss that out there. Um, bottom line here, the detailed look at government flights between mid-August and December of 2015, 3,500 surveillance flights from DHS and FBI and uh, over populated cities. I don't know whether, you know, how, how far you want to get into that, but I just... Get quick well, I mean, look, off. as somebody who's had a... Oh, a couple of years ago, I went on your talk show and said, guess what happened? I was out on North 7th. By the way, the the place that that happened to me was right where we had Whitestone Conference, but this was before the conference, years before that, okay? I had a predator over me at probably... And, and, and since I fly a lot in helicopters and we fly, I fly low, I would say no more than 75 to 100 feet AGL, okay? above ground level and the thing that was interesting to me is it was about a week after you and i had talked on this uh, your show about do you remember when the air force was harassing people by doing Mm -hmm. that following people and someone broke the story well within one week so look here's the deal i don't have time for mucous membrane uh and this is going to, what that means is snot bubbling, crying, illogic, emotional appeals, okay? I don't have time for it. Because when you're moving out of your emotions, you're moving out of the soulish realm. And sometimes, you know, Pastor Langford and I need to do a, you know, again, we need to do a show on the body, soul, and spirit. The spirit is what God breathed into Adam, and he became a living soul. The soul is your mind, will, intellect, and emotions. The spirit communicates to the world through the soul. Mind, will, intellect, emotions, communication. The body, okay, is simply the container for the spirit. The spirit of God is what he created us in, and, excuse me, breathed into us the breath of life. So now that we're in the realm of having to deal with, Doug, uh, sentimentality, 
emotional uh, pleas. That doesn't work. The only thing that Christians should be listening to is the Spirit of God. Now, some people don't know how to hear the voice of God. That is, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You can't hear the voice of God until you learn His Word. The more you learn His Word, I'm talking about the Bible, I, you know, I'm a King James guy. Someone busted my chops over, I think I linked to an article, or may have even once accidentally posted uh, uh, an NSV New Standard Version of a verse. I wouldn't do that intentionally for all the money in the world, okay? <laughs> because I don't like the new Bible versions. Do I believe there's better versions than King James? Only if you can read Greek and Hebrew, okay? <laughs> so the point being is, is that God's able to communicate his word to his people. So it is within the power of the word of God to grant us the ability to hear the voice of God and to speak his words. The most amazing thing is that God places in his word our ability to relate to his thoughts and to speak his words after him. Remember, those are the words that spoke the world into existence. And that's why the scripture says, you know, the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth. You know, with your heart you believe unto righteousness, but with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. So can I say something? There is no prepping that you can do in the supernatural realm if you don't know Jesus. Sure, you can basically, one guy, I've told the story, went to Okai in uh, uh, Peru where Tim uh, had his experience up in the mountain, he took holy water, he took a cross, he took all this nonsense, New Age nonsense, you know, and he went up there and he got scared to death. He could not stand, nor should he stand. Henry Gruber, the man of God that he is, a man who God has used in the miraculous probably than any other living man on earth, because he did not get the Lord's leading timing or prayer covering when he went to the serpent mound, it almost killed him. You can say, well, how can that be? It's because we're in a time period where we've got to get the will of the Lord, the mind of the Lord, and the direction of the Lord. I, I said to Pastor Langford, either today or last night, no, this morning early, I said, David, I'm at the point now in my life where there's only one thing that matters to me. That's obeying the Lord, finishing the race, being faithful, and that's all in one thing. It's called faithfulness. And to, to win as many people to Jesus before the hammer finally drops. Doug, preparedness is an attitude. We're to stay on guard. We're to be vigilant. And like I said, most people are headline hard. They're just headline hardened. They do not any longer pay attention to words like economic Armageddon, collapse, you know. There's no words that have meaning. And Paul, here's what we're coming to. The Apostle Paul said, and brethren, when I came to you, it wasn't with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the power and the spirit thereof. In other words, Paul said, it's beyond argument, it's beyond, uh, and Paul could argue, good night, smartest guy, uh, educated under Gamaliel, you know, I mean, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He, he, he was educated in the Greek uh, 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 scholars of his day. You think Paul didn't know who Socrates, Plato, and all the other guys were? But the point is, he said, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know anything. I want to know Jesus Christ, him crucified, and the power of his resurrection. Now, that's at the end of a guy's life that knew a lot of stuff, okay? But it, when, as I come to the, the end of my life, I'm 65, you know, uh, in August, I don't know. No, 
if I got another day, a month, or a year. If everybody who hates my guts on the We Hate Steve Quayle crowd, they would wish I was gone tomorrow. But guess what? God is the one that protects me. And I want to make this clear. I am grateful to every intercessor out there. It's just that Romy and I have been friends and, and for so long. And, and this, seriously, I have Manette. I have Bieta. I have Kim B. I have David. I have all these people that pray for me. Tracy. I'm only sharing this. She is the only intercessor that got sprayed in the way to a conference. She's the only intercessor that had spec ops flying around her at treetop level. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not denigrating anybody. I'm not uh, being ungrateful to anybody. And my guess is, Doug, you, I, David Langford, and a few others have, have maybe millions of people praying for us. But what I was trying to do is prove the point that there are people out there that want the intercessors dead. And for the record, I thank God when I'm in the shower, when I'm praising, when I'm going down the highway, I thank God more than anything for the intercessors because they pray for you, they pray for me, they pray for us, okay? The, uh, Kim and David Langford prayed and fasted 21 days. Now you get some re uh, religious, arrogant Arnold Henry, and if you don't know what that is, then I'm sorry. If that's offensive to you, good. But they prayed and fasted for 21 days. That's why the Spirit of God moved. That's why there was repentance. That's why hundreds are baptized. It wasn't because Joe Schmo or any of the other speakers there. It was God moving. He always honors prayer and fasting and weeping. So, you know, that's why it's successful. Anything done for God has to be one in the spiritual realm, in the heavenlies, in prayer. Again, nothing happens on earth by chance, and if it takes the church by surprise, it's not it's because they're not praying what is the name that's given amongst men that is more powerful than any atom bomb any more powerful than any ancient weapon of the nephilim or the anunnaki one and the same what is the what is the thing that men hate more and the luminaries the luciferians what is the the name that they're terrified of jesus obviously in the name of jesus 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 now, as people say, ah, you don't quite, you don't know that. That's Zeus. Hey, when you spent forty years in ancient writings, civilizations, investigation, research, don't tell me that. You know, here's the thing. I, I have people that want to argue with me over my conversion. I have people that want to argue. I'm, I'm not making this about me, but you know what infuriates the most people? When I talk about Jesus, now the people that love him, love him, okay? And they love hearing me talk about Jesus. Because I can honestly say, you know, I don't know why God chose to manifest himself to me. And I could make a lot of claims. I make no claims. God called me to be a watchman. If you understand what was required in the New Testament to be considered a a disciple of Jesus, you had to have seen Jesus either during his flesh or after his resurrection, okay? I'm talking about in certain realms. I won't even go there, all right? Because, again, I'm about him, and I take the scripture seriously. And, I, Doug, I'm sorry. I wish I was, like, uh, uh, so sweet and so nice, okay, that the flowers would just, and I'm being really sinisterly sarcastic here, I wish birds would come and land on them doves, okay? I wish the deer would come up to me and, you know, lick my palm because I'm such a wonderful... I'm not, okay? I am a gross sinner. 
saved by the blood of the Lamb, washed in His blood. I've repented of my sin. I'm working on my attitude, but here's the deal. You cannot be touched by God and not be able to touch others' lives. And until you're touched by God with a transformational experience, you can argue, you can quote the Scripture, you can do everything, but death cannot produce life. That's what you're seeing happening at, you know, at what God's going to do and did uh, through Pastor Langford and others. You know, God knows Russ Dizdar doesn't walk in the power of the flesh. He has to walk in the power of the Spirit. By the way, I would ask everyone to remember Russ. I would ask you all intercessors worldwide to put Russ and his wife on your intercessory prayer list in a way you've never done before. I'm not going to say anything more than that. That's it, okay? Because Russ is in a battle that basically cowardly, uh, you know, how do I say this kindly, okay? (laughs) We should soar like eagles, not trot like chickens, okay? And the bottom line is Russ needs prayer, he needs an undergirding, he needs an anointing, he's got anointing, but he needs protection. So pray for him, ladies and gentlemen, worldwide. Loose the angels, the ministering angels to protect him. Because when I get emails from the most powerful Satanists in the world, and basically they say to me, you're a pissant quail, but Dizdar, he's right, it's about the blood. Well, guess what? God is about the blood of his son, and the power to win over the powers of darkness is by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives unto death. And by the way, that is survival. That is eternal survival. And I'm telling people this, God can give you an understanding, a strategy, and a strength that you do not possess in yourself. None of us possess at this point in our lives what we're going to need to fight this. The biggest, most toughest guys at a at a general tell me one special operations i've said this before he said steve we have to deal with stuff that's so uh, devastating he said i've seen the toughest men in the world no one could stand against them literally turn white when they've encountered what we fight against i'm talking about supernatural entities i've seen men who who there is nobody in the earth that could withstand them die of a heart attack so it's not about the strength and the and the strength of man has never been responsible for the victory of God. It's the victory of God that gives his strength to men that causes them to triumph in Christ Jesus. That's practical survival, okay? And no, you know what, Doug? I, I, seriously, it's, it's becoming more and more apparent that people you thought your friends, who are your friends, we were talking off air, are not really, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, it, sadly, that's, I mean, there's this calling, I, I believe. But you had said to me once, uh, Steve, and, and I, I'll just never forget this. You know, God makes better friends for you than you can for yourself. But the other half of that, the other side of that is God will remove people from your life that, that you know, shouldn't have been there in the first place. So, yep. uh, you know, yeah. And um, it's unfortunate how the, the divides that we're seeing, and especially within the body of the church, because the church can't stand with with um, with, with the division that, that we see, and I just it's, it saddens me to to see the unnecessary divisiveness. And, and Steve, that, that's that's what's going on. I believe it's it's um, um, it's really a, a, a incremental destruction and, and this destruction of the church from within. Uh, we've got enough enemies from without. We don't need it from within. But you're right. But but see, Doug, it will be that because Tom Horn blood on the altar. Okay, yeah. I can I can see it forming. I can sense in the words of emails. You know, 
uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm an Old Testament guy in a New Testament body, you know, and and God's working with me in there, you know, because again, He said, Steve, you see just the mouth of the enemy, you see just the the slander of the enemy, you don't see who's really empowering him. And so, basically, Doug, I don't want to be Don Quixote and with windmill Christians, okay? I want to fight the good fight of faith, but I want to know at the end of the day, I'm winning because Jesus won the battle. See, people just say, well, Jesus won the battle. I don't have to fight. There's no place in the scripture. Scripture says, fight the good fight of faith, okay? Faith is a fight. You have to fight unbelief. You have to fight skepticism. You have to fight scorn. You have to fight ridicule. You have to fight uh, attack on your character. You have to fight lies, indifference, slander. You have to fight all that, and that's the good fight of faith. You know, it's amazing how many people quote the scripture. Oh, blessed are you, because all men speak evil of you, anonymous, you know? Or, uh, yeah, you get it, you know? Or, I'm so glad I'm not you. I go to sleep at night with no concerns. And my answer to that is, good for you. That's not me, because I'm fighting the good fight of faith. You saying I'm not fighting the good fight of faith? No, I'm saying you're licking lollipops in lollipop land. So I said, you shouldn't be so harsh. What does it take to wake the people of God up? It's going to take supernatural, dramatic confrontation in situations where there is no possible way for us to achieve victory outside of Him. It's true in the prep movement. It's true in our walk with Him. It's true in every area of our life. Yeah, that's a missing component. A lot of people don't don't include. They'll look at the practical, but but forget or not include the spiritual. That we can't do this on our own. There's no way we're going to be able to do this on our own. So thank you for bringing that up, Steve. We have got about eight minutes left or seven minutes left. I just want to ask you a question. I I don't want to put you on a spot. This might be premature, but I know that you are. Um, I'll hint around here if you want to. If you, if you don't want to talk about this, that's fine. But you're doing some things to to really follow your your being what you're being led to do. Do you want to tell? Any, do you want to talk about that? Well, sure. Here's the deal. I have felt for some time that you know my days on talk radio are numbered. Okay, I've said it openly. There's no secrets, Doug. I'm building a TV studio. I got to build it as I can afford to do it. Um, you know me. If I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it at all. By the grace of God, we're doing it. I'm involved in wanting to have the Q studies basic Bible. I'm uh, taking people from the foundation of the faith to uh, to growing up in. Jesus, when I've quoted the scripture, um, you know, that, uh, that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord spoke to me a couple weeks ago, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks, whenever, and said, Steve, that applies to my people. You've been only looking at it as a nation. He said, the people of God have no foundation for their faith in him, because the word of God has been denigrated, the name of Jesus has been denigrated, the Holy Spirit said, if Jesus be lifted up, he'll draw all men. You know why, why there's so many Muslims now in America? Because there's so many cowardly Christians. Oh, amen now, someone That's can right. challenge that, but I can tell you this. They better have their facts. I have my facts. I also know that when Jesus said, if the uh, salt loses savor, it's henceforth good for nothing but, but to be trodden under the foot of man. So that's what I'm up to, Doug. I'm looking to get on the air. Realistically now, it won't be before the middle of May. You know, we're almost, you know, close to the middle of April. I had hoped to have been up May 1st. It'll be a Friday night Bible study. It'll be on Roku. You'll be able to go on and listen anytime you want. 
Uh, you know, there'll be probably hour-long lessons, and they will not be PowerPoints. The only thing that'll show up on a screen is a scripture. I'll be at a podium with three cameras. The cameras will be switching now and then to the overhead camera that, uh, you know, I'll be highlighting specific passages because the Lord gave it to me. He said, there will not be any electricity in the future, Steve. Get everyone back to the basics of my word. I've said it on your radio show so many times, Doug, you would have never imagined, however many years ago we started on radio, or I went on radio with you, or vice versa, that the day it was coming, that it would be illegal to own a Bible. And I said that, and people laughed at me. You know, can I tell you something? Pretty soon, everyone who's laughed will be ceasing to laugh, and they'll be weeping, mourning, scorning, or they'll be dead. Not by my hand, but because they have done nothing. They see, when, when someone tells the truth, the first thing you do is attack the messenger. Then you go out and get uh, seven, seven more children of doubt to agree with you. Uh, truth in America is one man lies, another man swears to it, and everybody says, hallelujah, brother. You know? <laughs> And, and pretty soon, everybody's going to have to see the fruit of different faith, you know? If a ministry is about themselves, it won't stand. If it's about Jesus, it will explode in the power of the Holy Ghost. So if I, is that what you were going for? Yeah, that's exactly what, what I was going to Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and folks, let me tell you, when Steve says you know, he wants to do it right, he does want to do it right. And uh, I, I just, I just, I, and Steve didn't ask me to do this, or we didn't talk beforehand. I just felt led, because I know how passionate you are, Steve. So people, you know, please get behind uh, his his um, project, his uh, ministry, and, and I believe it's going to be just a resounding uh, uh, success because so many people are so hungry. When I got people dug in the outback and they always say good day, mate, you know, I love them. To all my Australian, uh, you know, listeners, God bless you, all of you. To those of you in Indonesia, God bless you. To those in China, God bless you. You know, I think uh, 65 nations that I can track, you know. But what's astonishing isn't that, is somebody will email me out of the boonies, and even in Australia, when a guy says, I got to get you on satellite, you know, and he has a portable satellite, and he goes out to track the satellite to listen, and he says, I listen to you and Pastor David Langford, and, and you guys answer the questions on my heart. What a fabulous thought that God is using a guy in North Carolina, a guy in Montana, to basically preach the gospel, and our critics, hey, they'll stand before God, too. If they don't repent, they'll go before the great white throne judgment. If they go before the bema seat of Jesus Christ, the judgment of how faithful you've been with what God's given you, you may be saved, but you'll have nothing to send before you. That's why I appeal to those who are financially blessed. Look, do you think if everybody knew that in three months, I'm making this up, this isn't prophecy, I'm making this up, that none of their money would be worth much and that six months from then they'd be in heaven? I know so many people that God's given great wealth to, and, and some of them do, you know, and I'm not asking for the money, but I'm asking for them to help the people that need a helping hand. So again, Doug, I want to thank you tonight. Ryan Whitmer, he's sending me emails. It's R-Y-Whitmer, W-H-I-T-M-E-R, at yahoo.com. I would encourage everybody, seriously, to get the Coco Mojo that I, I love this stuff. I mean, I really do, and I do, you know, uh, the only time I don't drink it is when I run out of it. You know, and the inner food. This stuff is on my website, the very top banner, the inner health. And Steve St. Clair put some great, great uh, products together to try out. And I wouldn't say this, based on how many years they've been advertising with me, people still wouldn't be buying their product unless. And this is what you were going to ask me what would you put in your bio?
dugout bag, I would put, and I do have it, although I probably should refresh it, I would put a, a little uh, container in, uh, you know, of the inner food and also the Coco Mojo. Because it's got coconut, it's got laurel and caprylic acid. The bottom line is that really helps to build up your immune system. Supplements, vitamin C, vitamin D. The, the vitamins that you're going to miss in uh, on the run are going to be critical for you to stay healthy and to have your immune system. So basically, please, everyone, do the exercise. Go into your pantry. Go into your store goods. Make a 30-day calendar. Plan out 30 days' worth of meals. It's going to be easy, okay? Granola sandwich, uh, peanut butter and jelly on flatbread for lunch, uh, granola for breakfast, and uh, beef stroganoff freeze-dried. If you're going to put food in a bug-out bag, make sure it's freeze-dried. You get the most nutrition with the least amount of weight, and with with freeze-dried, um, the average, uh, you know, 45-pound pack, when it's all filled, can carry about, realistically, 12 days of food. Now, you'll be rationing it, but freeze-dried food weighs the least. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you, Doug, for coming on tonight. And again, if you get any emails, what you would call great conceptual emails, email them to me, Doug. I'll answer back, and you can post them on your website. All right, brother. Thanks for thanks for everything you do. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Folks, that'll Thank do you. it for us tonight. All right, brother. That'll do it for us tonight. And, uh, yeah, what a great show. What In the a, next couple of weeks, we got uh, guests like Ted Brewer coming up. We have yeah, Augusto yeah. Perez. We got uh, uh, just a lot of things that are going. Watch Hagman at Hagman.com, please. Watch the website because we're going to be posting some some things. Watch HagmanReport.com as well. Yeah, and if you missed uh, this week, we had uh, yesterday we had Bill Salas on, um, and we had just a great week, a great open caller line Wednesday, which we're going to continue next week. So those of you who want to weigh in with phone calls, don't forget, each and every Wednesday is open phone line Wednesday. Wild Wednesday. So we want you more audience participation, more first-time callers. Uh, Stan Day will be with us next Tuesday, and we'll sign off for the week. Unless something big happens over the weekend, we will see you back here on Monday. Stay safe, everyone. This is the Global Star Radio Network. The Genesis Communications Network.